Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. It is Tuesday, June 9th. I am your host, Maurice Cerullo, joined, as always, by my cohorts, Victor Moyo. Victor, how are you doing? Fantastic, man. How are you? Um, pretty good. Hanging in there. And Eris Tejeda. How are you? How are you, Eris? I'm all right, man. I actually said that pretty good. Nah. It, like, it came out. Nah. It was mediocre. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty Someday good. Someday you will learn to say my last name right. Probably That not. was not it. I had a note <laughs> on my phone, but I couldn't get to it fast enough, mm. so I kind of just fumbled out, and I thought I thought it was okay. Now I understand why the ladies uh, don't like you so much. You have slow fingers. Wow. 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 Oh, man. Whoa. All right. Now, for the first and only time, our special guest, Carl Bird. Carl, how are you? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, So we got a a good, fun episode today. Um, Main topic today is going to be wrestling. Bringing in Carl, a subject matter expert. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. We're going to really enjoy ourselves. Uh, Before we get to that, I'm going to go around... uh, Carl, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, well, my name's Carl. Uh, I've been good friends with Aris for Lord knows how long, and same as Victor, and just me and Maurice now. But um, I DJ. We're best friends. Uh, We're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DJ also, DJ Mr. Bird. Um, I do a whole bunch of like parties and any type of events and all that, and I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. Nice. So we like to hear. So we like to hear. Uh, how was your weekend? It was actually pretty good. Uh, mostly work, because that's pretty much all I do. And I've been reading the uh, Secret Wars Marvel series lately. Oh, shit. Um, Tell us a little nice. bit about that, Carl. What's yeah. good? What's I, don't, I don't want to spoil it, but like it, it's it's pretty intense. Like, yeah. basically, you know, you probably already know the whole Marvel universe is just coming to an end. Yep. So it's, it's pretty intense. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but... I urge you guys to check it out. Yeah, yeah. And we got that in the... I know DC's doing their own Yeah, who cares about up. that? Yeah, it's Not me. DC. I'm a, I'm a Marvel oh, guy. Oh, you're a Marvel guy? Nice. Uh, we're all really like that episode then. We talked all about that Marvel. It's pretty sweet. In the late breaking news, uh, what, what's the gentleman's name that's playing Punisher? I don't know. Shane? Shane, 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 Shane from John Berthold. Yeah, John Berthold. I'd I probably said it wrong. No, I think that's right, that's actually. Close. Yeah, it's it's good, that's a good recall, Carl. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice job. That's great. I literally just read it like 30 seconds ago and I already forgot. Uh, so <laughs> He's that, playing the Punisher. Fun. What about yeah. him? He's playing the Punisher. He, but I, I watched that small clip from Wolf of Wall Street. He had slick back hair. He had pretty good, pretty good guns. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I think that's terrible casting. Wow. Good going, Marvel. Who would you prefer? Terrible casting. Who would you prefer? Not John Bernthal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone but. Anyone but. That's right. You know, I think he's going to do I think he's gonna do okay. I love Daredevil so much, they could have done Mini-Me, and that would have been fine. I think the Punisher is really friggin' awesome, he so really I would have awesome. really liked them to cast somebody that I approved of. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the uh, Tom Hardy wanted to play the Punisher. Oh, too oh, so dope. Not that he would ever do it for a Netflix show, maybe. Mm. I'm, I'm guessing you're you're talking he wanted to be a Punisher for a movie. Yeah, that would be that would be so. But he's also really short. Way better than John Bernthal. He's also really short. Listen, Tom Hardy's badass. Have but, you seen Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, I saw. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting for you. That was a big thing last week. You know, you'll see it one day. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh goodness gracious! But yeah, Secret Wars is pretty sweet. I definitely want to pick up a few of those and see how everything shakes out at the end with everything all new. All see, I like Marvel. to let those uh, big miniseries, big event comics play out because I'm not patient. So I like to just let them all come out. Then I'll just grab them all at once and read them all in one sitting. Trust me, get them all because get it out the way. <laughs> They're selling out. I have a really bad habit of wanting to do something or read something, and then I just, like, I wait too long, and then I see spoilers. Like, I've been watching Arrow, as you all know, and everything's been spoiled, because I can't help myself. I can't help myself but look up stuff. I'm like, oh, you're you're dead. 
Well, whatever. Right, and I keep spoiling Game of Thrones for you at work. I'm sorry, that show sucks. Please anyway. do not do that now because um, I'm still an episode behind. I'm actually gonna watch it right after I do this podcast. We nice. will. Uh, we will have our very, our very, very special a Song of Ice and Fire podcast <laughs> one day. That is that. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, yes, it should be good. Victor, uh, what you been up to? Is there any good uh, libraries lately? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, still supporting my local libraries and all that. That cracks uh, me up every time. We're gonna do a special segment every episode. Which library has Victor visited this weekend? So which uh, one? Be on the one? lookout for uh, Victor's quarterly library review yeah. podcast coming up. Yeah, it's gonna be a special episode. Which one did you visit this weekend, Victor? I visited the uh, North Providence branch on Mineral Spring Ave. Nice. Um, they had periodically they give away some free books right in, right in their front door. So I picked up a couple, uh, pretty uh, pretty shiny and happy happy titles, family friendly ones. Uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road, mm. um, which is a G rated fl- flick about in a post apocalypse, and uh, Lord of the Flies, which Ooh. is also equally uplifting. So, so uh, you yeah. want to be depressed, is what you're saying? Actually, from the way you kept saying happy, happy, it just reminds me of Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Ross can make that stuff happy. If yeah. he painted a road Good picture, yeah. I don't think anyone anything can. Make the road happy. That, ooh. Um, one of my friends did tell me that she actually got a library card. She was inspired by you. So you've inspired awesome. one person to support the local library. That's what's up. Glad, wow. glad, glad to be of service. Have you had a chance to read them yet? or? Uh, no, I haven't read them yet. Um, but I did see the uh, film adaptation of The Road uh, when it came out a few years ago mm-hmm. with uh, Viggo Mortensen. Viggo, yeah. Which, which I thought it was all right. I hear that the book is actually a, a bit better. So you know, I'll, I'll I'll check out the book uh, when I when I can. Mm. But I know that the road of since we're all video game heads in the room, the road was actually one of the big inspirations for The Last of Us, one of the best video games to come out in the past five years. So there's that. And they're doing an HD remake. Wait, uh, no, that was that's Drake. already been out. Yeah, yeah they do. Drake they're is doing, doing Drake. Someone played yeah. Drake, and I have a PS4. Also, just sits there. It's like a big uh, break. The Last of Us is way better than the road movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it was, I agree. It was the inspiration type deal. You know, it's not, I understand. Victor yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah. But Victor said that. I just felt like saying well, you, can't, you can't compare a video game to a movie. That's not how it works. Yes, I can, and I just did. Oh, okay. And the video game is way better. Well, stop me. Fucking yeah. try and stop me. Really. Yeah. yeah, thematically you can. I'm the host. You're out of the show. You're off the show. <laughs> this is not a dictatorship, yes, it bro. Is now. It is now. <laughs> I have just... I have writ of habeas corpus. That's a thing. Look it up. Finger, Look it up. Your fingers are not fast enough to delete me. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a laptop, but I have the microphone. And Victor is the technical wizard. So, uh, anything else? Uh, well, t- not, not much. Just still watching a bunch of movies and whatnot. Yeah. We will... Uh, we got the book podcast coming up. We got the movie podcast. We got the uh, the library podcast. But Eris and I will be absent for that one. It'll be Victor, one man show. <laughs> and, uh, so it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Eris, yeah. yourself, what you been up to? I was on call last week, so mm. I didn't do a whole hell of a lot outside of my house. Mm-hmm. But what that gave me the time to do Ooh. was play a shit ton of The Witcher Three, <laughs> <laughs> and that game is amazing. Nice. That game is awesome. I just uh, purchased an extra eight gig of RAM for my. Are you talking rig. about that today? Yeah, it's yeah. A expensive. That shit is fucking screaming right now. Yeah. It is awesome. I got The Witcher on ultra, turned all the way up, mm-hmm. turned up. Wow, nice. That shit's fucking making my eyeballs melt. <laughs> That's an amazing looking game. It's an amazing <laughs> playing game. 
It's a fucking awesome story. That game is fantastic. That's nicely done by CD Projekt Red. I've cleared the first town. It took me hours because <laughs> I was obsessive about doing everything on the map. But let me tell you, just that first area in that game is more gameplay than a lot of AAA games to, all together. True mm-hmm. that. Like, straight up, like, eight hours of gameplay. Just in that one first introductory scene, it's a fantastic game. I feel like when these games come out, and I may have said this last week, yep, I have to, like, set aside four days of my life mm-hmm. to just do it. Right. It's going to be tough. But I'm glad you get a lot of time to play. And you yeah. get any phone calls, which is nice. Right. But Thankfully. I mean, I had some scheduled work that yeah, I had yeah, to yeah. get done during yeah. the week after hours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I still got a lot of good Witcher time in. That's cool. It was good. It was good stuff. Unfortunately, we don't have a flag football topic this weekend because neither Eris nor myself played. So, right. we'll catch you guys I was week. on call. I took Maurice's on call. <laughs> right. So he kept me from going out there and repeating my greatness from last week. It's Thanks, Maurice. I've played football against Eris before. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was his breakout game. It, it was. Listen, I was everywhere. I was literally everywhere. Don't worry, next you week. You were not there, Carl. <laughs> you have no idea what happened. I, I've seen you play though. What about it? I'm awesome. I'm awesome, Carl. I'm Can't contain it. me. You want to remember? Eight? Do you remember what happened last time we played at the beach, Carl? I caught on you. You caught what? I wasn't covering anyone. I'm not fast enough to be out there covering people, Carl. I was on the D line and I was making Freddie my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Shout out to Freddie, by the way. Listen, play flex. Was... <laughs> Thanks for the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> that boy had a look in his eyes. Like he just seen a ghost. I fucking batted his hands out the way so fast on my way to the QB. So fast, he didn't know what the fuck happened. We'll I also it. hit Ramus for a sweet TD. Long TD. I have a fucking memory of an elephant, Carl. We'll, we'll see. We'll see you again this year. Yeah. All right, Dan. Well, we I got done. Su- Sunday mornings. We do play. If you get a good forty time, let us know. We're always looking for new recruits. All right. Listen, you know my prowess in the fantasy gridiron. I bring that same prowess to the real gridiron, Carl. I've been champion before you already. But I was a champion more recently than you, Carl. Or the okay. uh, <laughs> field for the Rhode Island School of the Deaf. Not right. necessarily the gridiron. <laughs> well, uh, one day. The soccer slash football slash, <laughs> slash goose bathroom. <laughs> there is an incredible amount of goose shit. I just see you fall and you slide. Oh, hey, Maurice. Man. Yeah. How was your weekend? Oh, it was pretty good. As you said, you took my own call so I could do the Tough Mudder in Vermont on Mount Snow. It was a good time. Nice. Um, yeah, compared to last year, it was, um, it was not nearly as bad. Last year, I was kind of like, yeah, I could do that. And then I couldn't walk for like three weeks afterwards. Um, I was actually kind of nervous about today if I'd be able to make it into the podcast studio, but um, wasn't a problem. Hey. Had a nice little massage yesterday uh, to uh, get rid of some of the soreness. But that's always good. You go. yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. We did a good job. We did our, our team from work. We killed it. I think it took us like I forget how many. Was it four, four and a half? Hours? I think it was four and a half hours. I think. <laughs> to complete I think. the course. Yeah. What's average? Um, I'm not sure, but last year it took us like six something. But we had a smaller team, so it was like less people. Wow. And we had like two, some two new guys who were really strong. So like they'd go over the obstacle and just be like, "Whoop!" Wow, whatever bums dropped out this year really yeah. did you a favor. Hold on, listen to the podcast. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep giving shout outs to people. Jeez, we have to bring I'm them on the show just to make anyone up. out. I'm just saying. Did I, say Freddy, I, have, I don't Freddy even know who's on your team. Listen, if Freddie has a problem, he can come on the podcast. <laughs> 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 we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I like that. When we have the art episode, 
the yeah, real sure. bottom of this episode. There you go. I, I don't know. Right, I can draw stick figures. Yeah, so that was a good time. Really enjoyed myself. Um, maybe I might do the one in Maine in September. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. That's a game time decision. But um, as I said earlier, our uh, main focus today is going to be uh, the world of wrestling. We have three diehard fans on right now and one not-so-diehard fan. Former diehard. <laughs> We're going to get you back into it, especially after recording this episode. Um, so I'm just going to go around real quick. Victor, what is your experience in uh, watching wrestling? Lifelong, partial fan, over, you know, how did, how, how did it work out for you? No, I've, I've actually been a lifelong fan of wrestling since I was uh, six years old. Uh, I remember my earliest uh, mem- memory was uh, watching WrestleMania 3, the classic match between Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Whoa. Warrior. Oh, yeah. That uh, was six. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, WrestleMania six. I'm sorry. Oh, six. Oh, you saw, you saw, I was six years old. Yeah. You saw Body Slam. Carl just schooled you, son. Well, my, hey, that's why we have him on the show. Yeah, <laughs> sir. I was confused for a second. That's why we have Andre, him on the show. That was the Andre Body Slam one. I'm yeah, like, I was I'm like, wow, you're really old. <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> so old. Yeah, but WrestleMania six. Yep. Uh, Hogan versus Warrior. I was six years old when it yep. came out. That was my first wrestling match I, I saw because my dad's also a, a wrestling fan. He he watches. He catches up on Raw every week. Shout out to Mr. Moyo. Yep. Shout out to Pops, and uh, since then I've been I've been I've been watching wrestling ever since. Um, uh, some of my favorite uh, wrestling moments involved the late mid to late '90s, early 2000s with the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. with the Monday Night Wars. That yeah. was when wrestling was at its peak, at its most hottest period. Yep. But then after um, after 2002, I kind of I kind of I kind of edged off watching wrestling because it got whack and really predictable. Yeah, and. And I, I was, you know, I was watching it intermittently over the last uh, over the last decade. But then I started getting back into it around uh, 2011 when CM Punk dropped his uh, famous pipe bomb promo, mm-hmm. and I started watching it on a regular basis. And I also um, catch up on try to catch up on some other uh, some other wrestling stuff like uh, Lucha Underground, yep. which is which is pretty solid. Yep. And uh, I've heard a lot of good things about uh, Japanese wrestling, so I try to catch up some on their matches on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, they got um so. Because everyone thinks wrestling, they think WWE, but you got Lucha Underground on Del Rey, you got TNA, and now Ring of Honor on Destination America. They're literally back-to-back, and Axis has New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, I think Friday show. I know Josh Barnett, because I heard him on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Wait. What? Wait. What? What happened to WCW? (laughs) they're still alive in our hearts and minds yeah. actually for a while their tna was kind of like the wcw light basically they yes. just got everyone and then they like yeah for a while but that's when i was in the dark of not watching so that was my own history uh yeah they're uh that's a sad tale it's a sad tale i know a lot of good literature on that though we'll uh we'll post some stuff on facebook oh, for people yeah. to watch and uh, so you're watching uh, not just WWE, formerly WWF, but you got the Lucha, which yep. is great. I'm glad you enjoy that. So I've, I've seen a few episodes of that. It's pretty good. It's a really good uh, production, and it's an interesting show because it's, um, it's, uh, it's going to be season-based, mm-hmm. and they just have a different feel than WWE, like, just watching it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a lot it's a lot more faster paced. Mm-hmm. Um, the ring is actually much larger to oh. accommodate for all the high flying stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a very interesting personalities too. And uh, you know, if you're if you're a wrestling fan, you should check it out. I mean, it's pre- it's pretty unique stuff. If you're tired of you know the same same old you know humdrum stuff that WWE tends to do mm-hmm. on their main roster anyway, yep. then Lucha Underground's a good alternative. Oh, and I'll also catch up on um, NXT consistently. To me, NXT is definitely consistently the best thing going yep. for the WWE right now. NXT is the uh, they call it the developmental yeah. of uh, WWE. Yeah, it's basically like how 
AAA is to MLB. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But they got some guys on there that are like 15 year vets. Uh, but they have to, you know, they don't realize all the things you get to learn for the high production values of the TV, like uh, um, Finn Balor, who yep. formerly prints Devitt. Mm-hmm. Um, they said when he came over, because he's been wrestling for like 10 years, he's a good Irish fellow. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. But they, Triple H was saying that. He was showing them all, like, oh, you're going to look at this screen. Now you're going to look over here. Some of that, I think, is a little bit too... Everything is... Yeah, too, like, too produced. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a lot for them to learn. But those guys, you could... Back in the day, you'd get, like, a Chris Jericho from another promotion. you just drop him right in. And he'd, mm-hmm. he'd have some rough times, but he'd figure it out. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. You got it, you got it, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys from, from back in the day, they... Cut a promo on a dime, right? And I give a damn. Yeah, now yeah. scripted like crazy. If you want, if you read some scripts from the Attitude Era, and, and it's just like Stone Cold shows up, says things, Stunner's guy leaves. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like every single word is just printed yeah. out. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought up the promo stuff because Austin brought it up in his uh, interview with uh, Paul Heyman on the mm-hmm. Austin podcast. And one the one thing that I really dislike about uh, WWE's programming in the past few years is that they're they're they have they have. TV writers writing all the promos for each of their wrestlers. Yep. Shout out to Freddie Prince Jr. who was one of them. <laughs> he was on SmackDown. And uh, Patrice O'Neill, he was on, I think he was on SmackDown or, or Raw. Freddie he was Prince a writer. Jr. is the worst. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's like you, it's like these wrestlers don't get a chance to actually, you know, yeah. you know, display their true personality. Yep. They're not, they don't have a chance to be themselves when they have every word to the letter scripted for them. But you have a few wrestlers that can, that have a lot of leeway to their character, like Bray Wyatt, for example, reportedly, yep. he writes his own stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, he's the only one I can think of. John Cena probably writes his own stuff. Yep. But that's, that's pretty much it. Well, that's why NXT is so refreshing, because they have one writer who mm-hmm. reports right to Triple H. And, but it's more, you know, for the, the internet community, because it's only on the network. Yep. It's not, Wide base, there's no advertising around it, and they just get a little bit more freedom. Like, like and the same thing when you go see a triple A game for baseball, you get like Star Wars Day. You know, I mean, maybe you'll see that at Fenway now, it's all little kids and shit, but uh, <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. So, uh, Carl, how about yourself? How long have you been watching? Uh, I'm a lifelong fan. Um, been my, my probably my earliest uh, memory was probably going to the Civic Center when I was like three ish, nice. and I just like I know I saw Hogan. And, like, remember seeing the Bushwhackers? I don't know why that stands out. But <laughs> the Bushwhackers are yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All famous. They said, they said yeah, my dad's a huge uh, wrestling fan. And, um, you see, I'm a diehard Undertaker fan. Always ba- always have been. Still would be. WrestleMania 30. Still haven't even bought that DVD because. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Because, but, and then I also I actually Lesnar, did. That sucks. Oh, it, did. <laughs> it did. And um, I actually did train to be a wrestler for about a year back in '08. So I trained with um, actually Bob Evans, who's currently on the Ring of Honor roster. No shit. And um, I got a practice. I ha- I have a practice match win over Mike Bennett. I st- I carry that. Oh, nice! Um, I know who that is. That's yeah, awesome. So I, I, I that's great. That to we'll definitely be touching on uh, some of that in a little bit later in the show when we get into some of the uh, results from the pay per view. But that's that's awesome. That's not an easy road. That's pretty sweet. Um, and any uh, any uh, breaks in between, or just all the way through, like watching. Pretty much just, been all the way yeah. through. Um, it, there's been like a few minor breaks, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like I, it was still you still it, managed it, to like yeah. Pick back up easily. Right, yeah. It is like, you know, 52 weeks a year, so sometimes you just got to take a step back. Just got to, you know, take a little break because it's never, it never stops. No. And you, but you always know Monday you go back, there it is. That's oh, back. Yeah. And the people always say, like, I can't pick up on all the, the new characters. It'll take you like two weeks. It's like, oh, that's the uh, Mexican aristocrat who has a lot of money. 
I know who that is. Hey. Boom. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's your favorite heirs. Carl. I know for a fact you've met Mr. McMahon. Uh, <laughs> Why would you tell leave me, that out? Tell me about tell me about that magical experience. I've always wanted to ask you about that. I've seen the picture. Yeah, I want a, the story. Back then, at those times, me and um, a couple of friends of mine, we used to take their kids to like meet wrestlers. Like they had like the connects where they were staying at, whatever. And then they like had, I'm like oh, I don't really want to sound like a groupie. Just come with us. Just come with us. So I came with them, and um, I remember like we met up, like a whole bunch of people that day, like Vicky Guerrero. Batista, Michael Hayes, like a whole bunch of like legends, it's a whole bunch of people. Miz was a cool one. So now I remember, I think I was like tying my shoe or something, and then I just look up and he's like right there. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, hey, dude, Mister Bear, uh, would you mind signing some autographs, taking pictures? Like, oh yeah, sure. Da, da, da. Started doing it. He's very probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. Did he break your hand with his handshake? No, he actually just put his hand, his um, arm around my shoulder. Oh, that's, that's even better. That's even better. Did he break yeah. your shoulder? <laughs> no, squeeze your tight. He's very, yeah, for he's Mr. McMahon is a pumped. jacked old man. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. I would have I would have asked him to look into the camera and tell me that I'm fire. <laughs> that's what I would have done, Carl. Yeah, I just had it's a, a missed opportunity. If I ever meet Mark Henry, I'm going to ask him to World's Strongest Slamming because I feel like that would be really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool to be slammed by sexual chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love the sexual chocolate chance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eris, uh, on to you, one of our lapsed fans, but previous diehard. What happened? I was a diehard for the longest time, all the way from the good old days. My earliest wrestling memory is not a WWE memory, wow. actually. Uh, back in the DR, Ooh. we had a legend. A legendary man mm-hmm. called Jack Beneno, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Jack Venom. Nice. Mm-hmm. Translation, Jabaneno. <laughs> Could beat anyone. Yeah. He was Superman. Mm-hmm. He was and the Hulk, Hulk. He was rolled Hulk. into one. Yep. He has a uh, win over Ric Flair. Wow. That's true, Ric Flair went to DR. And Jack Beneno whooped his ass and kicked him out the country. <laughs> Is that when he was he the NWA champion at the time? I don't know when when this happened. I was That's a kid, great. man. All yeah. I know is I remember nice. looking at Jabinano That's going on the site. up on Ric Flair yeah. and falling in love with wrestling. That's great. Jabinano, Lermano Bronco. Mm-hmm. It's the shit. That's legit. So then I became, uh, when I came to the United States of America, I became a fan of the WWE. You're like, what is this trash? Right. My guys like, Where's Jabinano? Yeah, he right. Could, <laughs> he could whoop all these guys' asses. These yeah. guys are garbage compared to him. But I'll settle. That's yep. fine. Yep. Then I saw the glory of Macho Man Randy Madness, yeah. In his regal manner, mm-hmm. and the beautiful Miss Elizabeth by his side. Yeah. And I had no choice. I became a diehard wrestling fan. <laughs> and uh, all the way through, uh, you know, Macho Man, The Ultimate Warrior. I hate Hulk Hogan. That guy sucks. Hulk Hogan yeah. sucks. Ultimate <laughs> Warrior was awesome. Bret Hart. Then everybody from the Attitude Era, like I was a huge fan all through the Attitude Era. I used to get together with my boys, get together to watch all the pay per views. Shout out to Marcos. Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> we used to get up, watch all the pay per views, never miss the one. Nice. 
And uh, then the Attitude Era ended, and all the new wrestlers started to come in, and John Cena and all those clowns. And, OVW. Uh, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I want to raise Ramon back. Scott Hall, can you please come back and wrestle, you old bastard? <laughs> he took a nice bump at WrestleMania 31. I saw that. He did. I did. I see. Uh, so now um, I don't watch anything regularly, but every year uh, WrestleMania happens. You come into work, and you're like, oh, my God, WrestleMania was so awesome. <laughs> and I, yeah, I log into the WWE Network. I go back, and I watch WrestleMania. Did you watch me then? Uh, I showed you on YouTube. I showed you what year, happened at the end, right? I showed you and Dave. Yeah, you probably showed us, but I don't think I watched all the way yeah. I think I watched half. Dave's like, who's that guy? I'm like, it's my boy Seth Rollins, man. <laughs> oh, I did watch that. Sorry, I did. Yeah. No, 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 I did watch yeah. it. I did watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Seth Rollins um, so much. I did, uh, so, yeah, I go back, I watch WrestleMania. If I get a recommendation to watch a certain match or anything like that from one of the pay-per-views, I'll log into the WWE Network. Thanks for those logins, by yeah, the way, Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll watch it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, uh, WrestleMania 31 was pretty alright. I really, really enjoyed, uh, What's-His-Face and that friggin' crazy-ass, uh, move. You know, the, 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 the Viper. What's his name? Randy, oh, Randy Orton. Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah, that fucking RKO with yeah. that. Uh, RKO was yeah. nuts. That was yeah. That RKO was nuts. That was, was, that was nuts. probably the, uh, when we get to... Favorite matches of the year. So, so yeah. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. yep. I also enjoyed the uh, old old man brawl, the slowest yeah. walk down the ramp of all time. <laughs> I was like, Hulk Hogan, get down the fucking ramp, bro. <laughs> They're standing right there. It, it was nostalgia. It was. It was. It was. It was. Fast, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, all, they, they started at the top of the ramp. They were the New World Order. By the way, they got down. <laughs> it was just the Old World Order. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it, it literally was, uh, ran its course by the time they got down the ramp. I think the I sad went, part yeah. was is that they ran. <laughs> <laughs> I went back. I watched all their matches by the time they got back down to the, uh, the ring. There, yeah, that was a that was a cluster. But it they was a teased fun the hell out of me, though. Mm. I was real mad because at one point it looked like Razor Ramon was about to drop a Razor's Edge I right know. quick, yeah. and, yeah. and his infamous bump. And yeah. then it didn't happen. I thought he was so going to burst into a thousand pieces when he hit the ground. Oh, the, the friggin' 10-year-old in me yeah. just leapt in my chest. Yep. And was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Razor Ramon, do it! And then it didn't happen. Yep. I was real upset about do it. Do it, Razor! <laughs> do it! Come on! Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, when uh, Seth Rollins won, I uh, I definitely leapt out of my chair. And... Uh, you were real excited about that. I love Seth Rollins so much. We'll, nice. we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Some more gets more in the independent stuff. Um, yeah, it's good. Oh God, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, so <clears throat> my experience in watching wrestling, I have a, a weird experience because I don't really remember my very first. I don't have a sh- I don't have a big thing in my head of when I first remember watching it. I remember the old arcade games and Ultimate yeah. Warrior and Hogan, but I didn't really watch like crazy back then. Even the new generation thing, like, everyone always talks about Shawn Michaels and how awesome he is, but I have a huge black in my head because my older brother was a Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan fan, so whenever we watched, I mean, he always had the TV first because oh, he was older. Sorry. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, it's terrible. <laughs> so he always had the, the remote in his hand, so we'd always have to watch WCW. So I remember Sting's not speaking up until Starcade 97, but I don't remember watching WWF before then because I don't really remember Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in WWF, but I remember Bret Hart in wow. WCW. Wow. Yeah. You missed wow. the game. Yeah. I missed some good stuff. But th- and then Your brother should really apologize to Because I was thinking about it on the way over here because I remember Survivor Series 98 when The Rock won. I remember, sitting there, I remember distinctly saying, oh, Mankind is with Vince McMahon. My boy's not going to win because I love The Rock. 
and then he swerved us all. He turned back. It was so awesome. It was so great. <laughs> Ray um, Khan was awesome. Also, can I just can I just stop sure, you for one sure, second? Sure, 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 sure. I just want to say. Yeah. Where's his brother? What's your brother's name? Matt. Matt. Yeah. Where's his brother Matt? You should literally apologize to your brother when you see him next. The next time you see him, go up to him and say, Maurice, brother of mine, I am sorry for ruining your childhood <laughs> and making you watch WCW. It was. It I am was a terrible tough. human being. I know you will never get your childhood back, but here's an ice cream cone. Hopefully that makes up for some of it. Fun That's story. why there's the network. Fun story about actually uh, Hulk Hogan. It's not the same. Why Watching it right. at the time, watching it live, living it, Carl, it's not the same as going back and watching it on the network now. Fun story about uh, Hulk Hogan. My same brother, he, he had EverQuest way back in the day, the MMO, and he wouldn't give me the password because it was um, it was his game. It was his subscription, so he wanted us to play on his thing. And he gave me the hint of his password. If I could figure it out, he said the hint was yellow. Mm-hmm. It was yellow. That was the hint. And I'm sitting there typing all these things. I'm like God, God damn it! I look next to me, and there's a Hulk Hogan brawler's brawling buddy, like laying on the ground. I'm like, fucking Hulk Hogan! I'm in! I'm in! <laughs> and I took his necromancer. I tried to fight an elephant. He died, and then I ran away because like, fuck, I can't find his corpse. My brother's gonna kill me. So that was fantastic. That was amazing. Um, but. Yeah, so I I watched. I remember uh, the Attitude Era distinctly. No, Shawn, you know, Shawn Michaels was gone by then because he had the back injury. Right. And then uh, The Rock was always my boy. Watched all that stuff with with friends. And the last pay per view I remember our family really getting and sitting down and watching was WrestleMania 18 because it was The Rock and Hulk Hogan, and that mm-hmm. was brother versus brother. And The Rock won because he's the man. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of tapered off, and I didn't actually start watching again until WrestleMania 27. When The Rock came back to host, seeing a connection, connecting tissue here, yeah. <laughs> The Rock is in all these moments, and I totally missed Shawn Michaels like coming back and everyone talking about all that. And then I, I always say I came back for The Rock, but I stayed for CM Punk because that's my mm. boy. Mm. I can't wait to watch him in UFC. I have a lot in common, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so those uh, it was a really good time. But I yeah, it's just, I try. I would always try every once in a while to watch some of the stuff in the mid two thousands, but nah. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. Some, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all like the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker matches for the oh, WrestleMania yeah. is really good. Epic. Yeah, and I've yeah. gone back and watched some of that stuff, so it's been a long and windy road. But now I'm way too far into it that I, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what I'd be doing myself if I didn't watch it now, because I'm always in the, the dirt sheets on the websites, reading everything, and I just can't get enough. But You're in too deep. I'm way too deep. <laughs> Although, last night... Um, I actually didn't watch Raw because I've been so into Arrow lately. Mm-hmm. I keep watching it, and then my friend texted me about it, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm not even watching. So I caught up some stuff today on the, the YouTubes and I did some of that cool stuff. Yeah, it's three hours. It's so goddamn long. Yeah, and Raw fa- is three hours? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it what is. What the hell? Yep. Really? It's, it's like yep. mad filler. In fact, Triple H, wow. himself, Triple H himself said that if it was up to him, he'd keep Raw back to two hours. It's all Does this. USA Network have nothing else to show? Like, what happened? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, yeah, I mean, there's so... How much of Law & Order SUV can you watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout yeah. the day. So, mm-hmm. like, all right, finally, we got Raw. <laughs> yeah. And plus, like, with uh, Vince McMahon, he says that um, the reason why Raw is three hours is because he needs to hit every single segment of the audience. Like, for the kid, little kids, John Cena, for the wrestling fans, you've got, like, Bray Wyatt. And for, like, the women, you've got the divas. Like, he's trying to hit every single segment. But it's like, there's so much filler. And the fact is, a typical three-hour episode of Raw, like, take a, take a, here's a drinking game. Take a shot every time 
Raw shows an instant replay. You will be drunk off your ass in the, in the first 30 minutes. <laughs> For right, hours. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's an irresponsible drinking game. I don't advise. I it. do <laughs> wish. I do wish some of the pay per views are on Saturday so I can get super drunk and not have to worry about work the next day. <laughs> like we're gonna be when we go and heckle the hell out of that Sony press conference. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a very spe- we're gonna have a very special episode next week. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, one. we're gonna get the E3 yeah. uh, video pass, uh, and we're gonna. We thought it was 6 p.m. Eastern time initially, so like, oh, it's great. We're going right from work, watch, and yeah, we're good to go. But then, no, it's uh, 9 p.m. or 6 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. So we're going to go be Tuesdays, get some drink on, Yeah. go and heckle the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun time. going to have some good stories. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. So um, easy through experience. That's a pretty cool thing that they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Sorry. I know I broke up the wrestling conversation. It's all right. Don't remember worry. that we're going to be doing that next week. It's going to be pretty cool. Stay tuned. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the touch back on the uh, the three hours and how they have to hit every single demographic. This is, I just feel like if you're, if you're trying to please everyone, then you please no one. Exactly. And I think part of the reason NXT, again, is so awesome because they just started... Right, we just bring back Macho Man Randy Savage? Yeah. It's just be so great. Well, they you, um, so collect cool. the Dragon Balls and then we'll talk. Why, why would I have to collect the Dragon Balls, Carl? To bring back Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't Vince just call him up and be like, hey, Macho Man, come um, wrestle again? We have some, we have some, we have some sad news for you. What? Um, see, back in 2011, uh, Macho Man uh, died. What? At the age of 58. Yeah. Wait, you didn't know? That's way too young. You knew yeah. this, right? Yeah. Macho Quite Man hard. died? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Did you really yeah. know that? He was, this Wait, year. how did Macho Man die? Uh, he, he had, had a, a heart, heart attack. attack. Yeah. While driving, then crashed. Yeah. Oh shit! No, no shit. Yeah. You wow. really know that? So Macho Man could not be taken down <laughs> by a heart attack on its own. Nope. By a car crash on its own. It was both combined. They had to combine their powers. <laughs> yes. To take down the great Macho Man. Yep. 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 All right, he lived up to his greatness. That's cool. Yeah, he's amazing. I know because I'm afraid to tell my Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> no, he actually had. <laughs> actually, actually, actually had that. fun fact. I I know both of those things. Yeah. Well, I knew that. <laughs> I had y'all fooled. You know, <laughs> how would I not know Macho Man died? That's my boy. I was mad at WrestleMania 31. Remember, I just said I watched that. He went yep. to the Hall of Fame. Yes, yep. and I was mad. You're the first person I said the video to. Bumass Rikishi yeah. was inducted with Macho Man. What? Listen, the only inductee in that whole class should have just been Macho Man Randy Savage. We should have called it a day there, called it a special induction, and just honor Macho Man like he should have been honored. As the only inductee. Right. Yeah. As the only one for that <laughs> whole year. They did way too many inductees this year. I thought they like, they're going to run out of people. No, I didn't think it was too much. I just thought like some the speeches just went too long. Rikishi oh, yeah. did not deserve to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. He, he, I believe so. No. I believe so. Sorry. And um, Medusa I don't spe- ever, I don't ever remember him having a iconic match. I don't remember him ever being a champion of anything. He's he was the kind of title yeah. in the tag, tag team. Oh, it's a huge yeah. butt. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about Rikishi. <laughs> also, he wanted a head shrink. Scotty Too oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, right, falling out. <laughs> that's it. That's got like honey. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worm. There you go. Yeah, Rikishi sucked. He was. Sorry. I just like honestly. I just for him. I feel like it was just. <coughs> Excuse me. It was like a because he was there for so long. Like you said, as a head shrinkers. Yeah, you know, yeah. He took some breaks, but he the was Selton. there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the in that whole Samoan thing with Roman Reigns, you know, they love that Samoan family. Yeah. You might as well if you induct him, you might as well induct like Viscera. That guy sucked. He was around the same time. You know, he's dead too, right? No, I had no idea. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry yeah. for Viscera's family. But we did the, what he was faking earlier with Macho Man that really happened at work with Miss Elizabeth. When oh, like, that did happen. He's like, like, about yeah. Miss Elizabeth's fate. No. I was not pleased he's like, by that. Oh yeah, what's she up to? I was like. No. <laughs> no. I can't do this. I can't break his little heart. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Uh, I wish that would have uh, been there for that comment. Oh, God. That I was... can't believe Miss Elizabeth's a crackhead yeah. with Lex Luger. The best part, though, whenever you have a conversation with people um, about wrestling, because everyone, I don't care who you are, everyone watched back in the Attitude Era. Because, you know, the ratings back yeah. then, you double today's ratings, and then you double them again for the second show. Everyone mm-hmm. was watching that shit. Yeah. And uh, we get to at work, and people are like, oh, yeah, you watch. Oh, yeah. And then at Flag Football... When we were playing, there was guys on the sidelines saying Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. So I gave him one of these. I'm doing a little nice. Seth Rollins chest pump, one of these. A little uh, lock and load for Roman Reigns. It was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. You just see him everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's amazing. And if you haven't had a chance to watch it, there's a YouTube video called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. Oh, that thing is fantastic. Have you guys yeah. watched that? I, I have not. I will. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, will, I really have it. I have to. Wow. It, it's done by Max Landis, uh, best known for the screenwriter of Chronicle. Um, his father, I think John Landis, is the director for Animal House. Is that right? That sounds right. I think that's right. Yeah, so. and yeah. let's go ahead and, and assume that. Yeah, and he directed the video to Thriller. Nice. Yeah. Oh, right. So I don't, I don't agree with everything he says in the thing, but it's still amazingly hilarious. And I, yeah, everyone should watch it. We Whether still watch that thing at work, like everything. Yeah, it's it's so great. It's it's we're gonna, we'll put it on the Facebook. Um, it's really fun. Especially if you've never watched wrestling before, but you know he talks about following a character Triple H specifically from the beginning all the way to WrestleMania 30 is where it ends. And uh, I was talking about earlier with Seth Rollins being my boy because I remember when I first got into uh, wrestling with uh, well not first excuse me when I first got back into it and you hear all about CM Punk in uh, the independent wrestling scene and I went back and watched some of Seth Rollins stuff because people were like oh he's kind of CM Punk ish. Um, he was in next in NXT at the time before it was on the network. Um, I went back and watched his old stuff. Then you had to watch NXT on like Daily Motion because they didn't actually post it anywhere. Um, not even on like the web. Was it, was it the, I don't think it was on the website. And then you watch him in NXT, and then you watch him debut with the Shield, and you watch him turn evil two years later, and then he wins the championship at the main event of WrestleMania. I was geeking out. Hmm. I love him so much. This is great. I'm a I'm a Seth Rollins fan. Yes, nice. Yeah, Just am. watching someone from the beginning, and then like they end up doing it for so long. Literally the pinnacle. Of their profession is just mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet. I'm, so it's I'm really glad they didn't push uh, Roman Reigns. That guy looks boring. Not that they, I watch. They tried to. They tried to. Like a boring dude. He's got potential. I mean, I'm glad yeah. that they didn't put the belt on him because if they did, if they did, he would have been booed out of the building so fast. He'd be the number one heel right now yeah. by default. They they had a good. They, I feel like the storyline that John Cena was doing with Rusev. I, feel, I don't know if everyone knows John Cena, but he's kind of like the face. He's the has. Hulk Hogan of this. Yes, yes. <laughs> kids John level, Cena is the reason I stopped level. watching wrestling. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they hit that, well, actually, I think it was Triple H. When Stone Cold and, and uh, The Rock were gone, it was all the Triple H show. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time even trying to watch stuff. But I guess back during that time, hey, SmackDown. Speaking of, what the hell was that at WrestleMania 31 where Triple H came out with that Terminator garbage? Promo. That was, was the worst. Money, bro. Money. Man, that Follow was money. terrible. Money. Why? WrestleMania has gotten so big. Why? Yeah. Mr. It's McMahon so needs to big. step in and stop that nonsense. Is it WrestleMania has gotten so big that it's just now like Super Bowl. It's just a big promotional tool. Yep. Ugh. And that's what 
foot tournament, that's what they use it. That was terrible. Why not? That was awful. Yeah. And plus, Schwarzenegger is uh, the celebrity inductee of the Hall of Fame this year. So Promotional tool. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, listen, that's another one that should not have even touched the same stage as Macho Man <laughs> and Randy Savage. Well, they do have the celebrity wing. Not, I mean, we'll see if they do a physical Hall of Fame, but as long they as they actually are working, they actually yeah. are working. Nice, nice. It's gonna be like somewhere, somewhere in Tampa, I think. Had Arnold Schwarzenegger ever been in anything related to the WWE before being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All he right. did a. He that. punched Triple H in the face. Yep. Oh, okay. There was something cool. else he did. Sounds he already. did. He he guest hosted with when one of his movies was coming out. Um, but mm. yeah, he did a big thing on. I think it was it was Raw or SmackDown. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when Triple H was like is on Raw every week. I have, back I have in the day. an important question oh, no. for all you guys who currently are all into the WWE right now. Let's yeah. hear it. Has anyone gotten as sweet an elbow drop as Macho Man? No. Ever. No. 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 Not even close. <laughs> CM Punk did a, an elbow drop. It was like a dedication. It was a tri- It was more of a tribute. Yeah, it tribute. Wasn't, it, wasn't, it, it, it didn't even look like he was falling. It looked like more like he was floating. Flying. Yeah. Flying. It was graceful. Yep. Yes. It was like watching poetry in motion. <laughs> I don't know what other cliche. I love that. <laughs> It was really good. I did see an independent wrestler. I saw a f- picture of him uh, doing an elbow drop. It actually looked really impressive. It looked like he was like it looked like he was photoshopped in. It was really good. CM Punk's looked more like he was falling, um, but he did. Oh, Victor's got the. Oh shit! Victor brought man. me a Macho Man DVD. <laughs> Thanks, Victor. Uh, I'm just showing it to you. You can't borrow it or buy it. Borrow? <laughs> this is mine now. Hell no, nah, son. Man, look own. at this sweet picture of Macho Man and Ms. Elizabeth before she became a crackhead. Is that the, is that the new yeah, one? It was alcohol. Yeah, it was alcohol, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Mr. Elizabeth. Family sees you for a definition. Come to think of it, the past 15 years has not been kind to wrestlers. Like, they've been dying no. left and right. They have been, and that's it was why I'm a glad. hard life, Victor. Yeah, mm. the travel, and if you listen to any, like, every wrestle, old wrestler has, like, a podcast now. You got Stone Cold, Ric Flair. Roddy Piper, Chris Jericho. They tell all the crazy stories they had going on when they were traveling. That's why I like the... Uh, what, what's happening? Oh, I thought you were showing us something. Um, now you don't have as big a wrestlers as you used to, but it's good because they're healthier. And right. a lot of the uh, the independent guys coming up, um, you know, they're smaller than they used to be, but still Seth Rollins is like a crazy CrossFit guy. He could probably throw me like 40 feet if he wanted to. So, yeah, it has been good to wrestle. A lot of, like we keep going, we just said Viscera, Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth. Lex Luger had like a spinal stroke spinal and it's on it. Cancer. Yeah, it's in like a wheelchair. It's it's sad. DDP is a nice story though. DDP is the yeah. man. Hey, he should you're go bringing out, well, You're bringing out the the, the terrible ones. Bring right. up DDP, man. I love doing it right. I did some DDP yoga and it worked. And then I got lazy and I stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah, but it was really good. It was heard, good. I've heard nothing but good things about DDP uh, yoga. Oh yeah, it was it was it was, it was a good time. He um, also saved. Uh, he saved he, Scott because Hall's of him, life. Scott Hall could yeah. do that little the little uh, yeah, flip yeah. over. And yep. who else did he have? Uh, Jake, Jake, the, Jake the Snake. Yep. Yep. So yeah, DDP needs to go in the Hall of Fame. The celebrity wing and the wrestler wing. He should. He was actually my he was my boy in WCW. He was yeah. my favorite when I was Sting. watching. I like DDP. I never liked Sting. DDP was pretty cool though. I Sting like was pretty cool. He was quiet. I usually yeah. Sting was cool. He's I believe more once he hit the crow thing. I was just some that whole mysterious dark thing just always did it for me. Yeah, yeah. he was he was yeah. really cool. I uh, I liked him a lot. But DDP, people's champion for WCW, they really effed him over when they brought him over because he wanted to feud with The Rock. People's Champion versus People's yeah. Champion. They made him a stalker against Undertaker. Weird. Yeah. Things got weird. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
So the the recent product we got going on, we just uh, finished up on Sunday. We had the uh, the pay per view, the Elimination Chamber pay per view, yep. uh, which was an interesting case because now they have the WWE Network. So ten dollars a month or nine ninety nine. Uh, you don't need. Uh, I, th- I think it's canceled anytime now. So the, yep. the, it was weird at first. I mean, I'm a day was day one subscriber. And I will not stop. But now, like, they're doing the free, not free first month officially, but they keep giving out free months if you sign up. Um, but it's nine ninety nine, canceling any time. And you get every pay-per-view. Even if you don't watch Raw, you're going to have a good show on a pay-per-view because it's wrestling match after wrestling match for three hours, and it's a really good time. And uh, we just watched Elimination Chamber. And the reason that was interesting is because it wasn't even on the card or the docket. It was a house show, and they're just which is no TV production, just wrestling. And they're like, you know what? We're gonna do a pay-per-view for just the network and elimination chamber which is a really big cage uh it was a good show they had a pretty good pretty decent card i've never because i missed i didn't watch for so long and i didn't really always want to shell out the 60 bucks for a pay-per-view i usually go wrestlemania the really really big ones or i try to watch on a crappy stream i never really experienced an elimination chamber match before and um for me, it, I was—I mean, the, what was the first match for that? The, uh, the tag team championship, yep. uh, the New Day, which is a really interesting stable of uh, wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, 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 lots, a lot of re- a lot of tag teams in there. Lucha Dragons, which were a lot of fun. Uh, love the, love those guys. Yeah, Kalisto was awesome. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Cesaro is one of my uh, favorites on there. Mm-hmm. Tyson Kidd is actually one of my. Los Matadores, also known as, as the Matadors, and the Primetime Players, which I also like. And damn, there's a lot of people in this freaking match. How do they fit them all in there? And the Ascension, and the Ascension for one of the uh, NXT guys. Uh, what would you guys uh, think of that match? I actually missed that match. Uh, what was, I was doing something. I can't remember. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> I, I, I was doing something. I just completely forgot it. And I told, and um, Iris gave me the rundown. I was like, right, I got to watch it. I got to watch it. And then didn't really have time to. But, um, Way to prepare, Carl. <laughs> yeah, right. no, there's a lot. There's a lot more matches on the thing. Don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, but Wait, are we gonna go match by match? No, just, I'm just, that was the first one. So I forget because oh, okay. it's an elimination chamber All match, right. so it's a little bit. Right, you just know what? We'll mix two matches together. Yeah. Yeah. Victor, you take it. You tell us what it was. Yeah, it was a cool match. Uh, the New Day uh, they defended their tag team championships. All three of them: Kofi Kingston, Biggie, and Xavier Woods. And uh, it was it was a pretty pretty cool match. Some some interesting spots. Um, although Kalisto, he kind of seemed out of his element. You know, he was climbing the cage a couple times, and then, you know, it kind of seemed like he was like a deer in headlights, didn't know exactly what to do. So it was kinda, so some some awkward spots. He but, was a development guy, so started yeah. coming. You know, he just got cut up not too not too long ago. So yeah. and that elimination chamber match is just weird. It's just a cluster of just it's not it's like a super cage match. Yeah. You're in a pod. It was the first tag team one ever. It was just, uh, it was yeah. weird. It was but, sloppy jalopy. Yeah, but 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 nonetheless, I think if to my knowledge, I think that's the first ever tag team yeah. elimination chamber match. I believe yeah. so too. I was thinking yeah. that myself. And but, I was uh, excited because I'd never seen elimination chamber type matches besides yeah. old videos and things like mm-hmm. that. So, but uh, I did a pretty good time with it. And the new day, the new day is fantastic. So the thing about them is they started off as good guys, super positive and fans were like, "These guys are fucking annoying." Excuse mm. my French. We're gonna boo the crap out of them. Wait, they're French. No, I just yeah. excuse my French for swearing. Oh, okay. Excuse my sure. language. Anyway, so we... Uh, they, you don't have to do apologize for that. They tell me I swear <laughs> a lot on this podcast. You so really you fucking do. You, can keep it, <laughs> you have been keeping it in check, though. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Yeah, I do my best. For now. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll get you on a tirade soon enough. Um, and people are booing them so much, they finally turn them into bad guys. And one of my everyone's main complaints about wrestling is John Cena being a good guy forever, never a bad guy. And they would say, oh, the kids, the kids... But when The Rock turned into corporate champion, I was still backing up my boy. I didn't care if he was evil. 
Like, and also I could separate it John enough. John Cena doesn't have the charisma of the rocks. Well, no pinky. one does. But even <laughs> when anyone, any of your favorites turn bad, you don't just be like, oh, I, oh no, he's doing evil things. He's hitting Mr. Mankind with the chair cut better promos than John <laughs> Cena. <laughs> but that's just my feeling about the whole John Cena <laughs> yeah. thing. So, yeah, the new day. Yeah, so now they're now they're they're good. After, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, now they're bad, but they're hilarious. So I was really disliking them, and now they're bad, and they're just great. Yeah, they're, they're fun to hate. Yeah, they're because they're they're super positive, but they're blatantly phony about yep. it. Yeah, like they try to they try to get the fans to clap, and they're like, "New day rocks," but the fans say, "New day sucks," and mm. it's like they get all irritated. It's, it's pretty funny, but yeah, they they actually retained their championships. Um, they defeated uh, the primetime players. They eliminated that last team. I, I was I was I was hoping that Tyson Kidd and Cesaro would actually regain their titles, but I'm happy to see the new day. You know. Uh, retain because you know they they're, they're a pretty funny trio and they're very talented I'm very interested to see how kofi kingston does in the money in the bank ladder match uh next week mm-hmm. so uh yeah good for them it was a good match it was, it was fun it was fun carl looks like you had something about the say about the new day i the new day i was oh i kind of wanted him to like at least like form like a new nation of domination yeah yeah like so, something like that would have been cool but with Everything else that's going on. In the Only world if they brought like back that. Farouk. Now I do want to say I do want to ask this question, and you guys are good for this. Yeah. WWE has never been the best at racial things, I should right. say. And the New Day was interesting because they, they're three African American guys. Yeah. They were on the all doing solo things. They brought them all together, and they brought them out with a choir, a church choir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very positive, and just I don't. Singing and dancing. How do you guys feel about that? I got it. It looked a little too much like a little chucking and jiving. Yeah, I was I was I was really hoping they should like do like a whole like a new nation of domination, but with all like the whole bu- police yep. brutality thing yeah. going on with all the yeah, riots. Yeah, I it wouldn't it wouldn't it would just be the wrong time the wrong time. Excuse yep. me, but when everything calms down, if they decide to do it, yeah, I'm all for it. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like you can, people can separate fact from fiction. Like, they know it's a show. It's a show. It's not, it's not real. It's not fake. It's like any TV show out there. Like, I was talking to someone the other day. I, they said, oh, you know, wrestling's fake, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite show? Oh, Sons of Anarchy. It's like, you know, they're not really in a biker gang, right? <laughs> it's all fake, right? You know, like, Breaking Bad. Oh, he wasn't really selling meth. That was just, like, cotton candy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, they always did all right with like Latinos and Mexicans. Latino heat was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I Guerrero love was, that guy. Yeah, I still... So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie Eddie Guerrero, Guerrero, I quote that shit. to the, this day. You really do. Like way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so. I may have actually done it on this podcast. But I know I'm... Uh, you did. It was interesting to get you... <laughs> I'm interested to get you guys' take on that because that was a hot button issue for a little while there. Um, but then they... But yeah, they just kept pushing them with the positivity. Um, and they, yeah, they only had this was the Elimination Chamber pay per view, but they had two Elimination Chamber matches. The other one was the Intercontinental Champion, which was interesting because in the middle of it, it got messed up because yeah. someone got let out of their pod too early, Mark Henry. Okay. And like, they couldn't. The, the, you can't so, contain sexual chocolate. No, 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 no. <laughs> he burst out. He burst out. Well, someone ran yeah. into it, and he like didn't know what he was doing. And then you could tell that they had everything like planned out, and 
it all got messed up because he had to come out early. Yeah, like and, all like all uh, the like all the spots that uh, Ziggler and Barrett had planned. Mm-hmm. Like he had to he kept cutting into them. So like the rhythm of the match was like really jacked up. It's, it's definitely you're gonna see it on Botchamania.com. It's, yeah. it's definitely gonna be. They show there. all like the the botches, the mess ups, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, talking too loudly. For some reason, in this pay per view, you could really hear everyone talking, like telling them like, what to oh, do yeah. next. Oh. And then you could at one point Dolph Ziggler, who's uh, one weird. of the wrestlers in the match. Take a look at yeah, that. one of the wrestlers you could hear him yelling out and yelling at everyone and being like, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna fix this." Gonna, and then yeah. Jerry the King Lawler, who's one of the commentators, actually did a good job. Where he's you know trying to cover for him, saying like, "Oh, they're all just banding together." But there's one point where Mark Henry literally just stands there for like 30 seconds, <laughs> and just stares ahead. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, now, yeah, now, weird. Carl, you've you've been in matches. What? Yeah. what how, Wait, Cliff Notes. How, how does I go about setting one of those up? Is it all pre-planned? Do you call it as you go? Well, how first, can we, wait, can we back up for a second here? So we've gone into like a whole breakdown of like pay-per-view matches, and we've got a guy here who actually trained to be that's a why, That's why I'm asking you. Well, no, no, I understand <laughs> that. But I want to go back and get a little background on that. How'd you get into it? I know you were a, uh, always a lifelong fan, but we've actually never had this conversation. This is the first time we're actually having it. Oh, so, <laughs> Carl, give me the background. How did you get into it? How did you become, you know, d- decide to say, hey, I actually want to give this a shot. I want to try and become a wrestler. And how did you get involved with the people that you did? Because it sounds like some of the people that you got involved with are still in the business. Yeah. Um, no, bring us full circle back to the uh, setting everything up. Perfect. Well, yeah, I, um, like I said, I was a lifelong fan. And then um, I was, I ended up uh, learning about a school that was in Pawtucket, uh, Slam Tech University, which was taught by Bob Evans. And um, so I always knew it was there. So I'm like, eh. it was, it pondered for like probably like two years or so. And then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> so I just went. Better reason I, is any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went by, I went, went down to the schools, and, you know, paid, you know, paid. And I started training. Uh, let me see. What was it? My first, what, week? End up getting a concussion when I started taking. Oh off. no! <laughs> my, first, yeah. uh, my first week, oh, I was bad. Yeah, I was bad. It took me. He told me to take a week off, and then I came back, and they were like, "Oh my god, I thought you quit." I'm like, eh, I had a concussion. <laughs> oh, and then just uh, kept going and did like a few, did like a few matches. Um, the one with Mike Bennett was a practice match, and that mm-hmm. was fun. He was, he was definitely, he was somebody who. Who was very patient, you know, somebody who, who with like me that was like very new and everything. Like he was very patient. And he was a real cool guy. And um, yeah. Well, um, when it came down to like matches, sometimes they would like they would talk about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Then everybody would go their separate ways, and shortly before the match, they'll talk it over again. You go out there, and then they still kind of like. Communicate like when they do their lockups. If you kind of notice that they're ear to ear, yep, they're talking like very few, very like small spots. You can kind of just tell like that's when they're talking. But mm-hmm. apparently, in this elimination chamber match, yeah. it was pretty yeah. obvious. That I need to like watch upon again. What was the um, What was the schedule like when you did your training? It was like it was what four days a week. Hmm. That's that's pretty sweet. That's pretty, and one a uh, famous wrestler who's uh, a wrestler who is famous for pre-planning every aspect about his match was our boy Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, he would pre-plan everything, and then some guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, consummate professional. Yep, mm-hmm. would call it in the ring, and Stone Cold would always call his matches. Usually, it's the I think the heel that calls the matches, yeah. according to Stone Cold, and he would always do it because he said he had bad hearing, so it wasn't the easiest. 
Mm. Um, he actually broke down a f- his match with The Rock at WrestleMania 17 on his podcast and the one with Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. 13. 13. Yeah, yep. Interesting. And they, he kind of says like what they were going through in this one part where Bret Hart's trying to do something and Stone Cold's like, nope, not doing it. And they just, <laughs> yeah, they just go on the fly from there. But yeah, that, that Elimination Chamber was uh, interesting the way it just kind of broke down. It's, just, it's, it's so, interesting to see. Tell me that. about taking bumps, Carl. How was like, how first, how'd that start? How was it? How's that experience? I had a concussion. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember it? That remember it's the, it's harder than it's harder than you think. It took me a long time to get them like perfect, and even then, once I got them, I still it still had to practice. It had to like literally become a habit. Mm-hmm. How long did you train for? Like a year. Oh, did you have any actual matches, like exhibition? I know you said the practice match, but did you have any yeah. matches in front yeah, of Yeah, I had South? a few. My first match was actually, it was a battle royal. Nice. And it was actually in front of uh, Terry Taylor, if you guys remember. He was oh, yeah. the Red Rooster mm-hmm. back in the wow. late 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's been, he was, uh, at that time, he was working for TNA. He works for WWE now. Um, was he scouting? Or just there for... Something like that. He was having a training seminar the next day. Gotcha, gotcha. And, um, yeah, I went to that, too. That was, that was a good experience, too. Um, he actually said, uh, he said I was very charismatic, so that was, like... Mm-hmm. You sound great on the podcast. Yeah, that's for cool. sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Did you have a gimmick, Carl? <laughs> I, since I used to break dance, I had like this old school B-boy character. I'm not entirely You got pictures of that? The, there's one. I have to find it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you got to give me that so we can put that shit on Facebook <laughs> yeah. real quick. Uh, and um, my name was like Seabird because I was in the match. It was a battle royal, so I just kind of went out. So I won the battle royal, and then they would tell oh, me backstage. It was like, nice. yes. Nice. Wow. So then they were like, oh, my. They're ringing the ice. I was going to Bob. He's like, Bob, oh, my God. What's his name? Oh, shit. Seabird. <laughs> <laughs> and I just Seabird. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the that's like Spider Man. That's like yeah. the first Spider Man. Macho Man Randy Savage again. He's like, what's your name? Well, that's terrible. No, Spider Man. Did, did you come out to any entrance theme music? Whatever rap song they had. <laughs> nice. That's great. That's that's fun. Uh, good yeah. times. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's and fun, I did yeah. actually did wrestle in my second match. I uh, wrestled in front of Ron Simmons. Damn. AKA nice. AKA who? Farouk. Oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, coolest guy, cool, one of the coolest guys you ever meet. Like he, mm-hmm. like he was literally just like backstage, just like talking at everybody. You and wrestled like, in front of Farouk. Yeah, yes. Damn. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said that during the show too. <laughs> and um, like it was just fun. He was like telling us like a whole bunch of funny stories. Like one time, just because he was a wrestler, he got out of a ticket. And he was like wasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Ron Simmons, the uh, world's first. African-American world champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not hit my finger against the table. Uh, I got to. That shows up, to. man. Right. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. The microphone it. picks that up. Dun, 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 dun. I will slap you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was so. me clapping. Yeah, and uh, he actually beat Big Van Vader. Mm-hmm. Another, another good old school wrestler. Um, one, of the, one of the big bats I want to get to, and we'll get to the Divas I love as well. Vader's intro music, by the way. It's time, it's time. That was it's horrible. Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he hated it? Oh, what, Carl? Get out of here. Oh, Victor, you look like you got something to say. What you got, Victor? Oh, I just wanted to run run through real quick just the rest of the results, and then we get into the one match we definitely want to talk about. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so real quick, uh, the Intercontinental Championship match for the Elim- Elimination Chamber for Daniel Bryan's vacated title. He had to vacate again during due to injury, unfortunately. Uh, Ryback became the new champion. 
Um, for the main event, the World Heavyweight Championship match, uh, Dean Ambrose, uh, well, won by disqualification. But since the title can't change hands on can't change hands on a DQ, Seth Rollins retained. My boy. Uh, Neville defeated Bo Dallas. Uh, Divas Championship match, Nikki Bella, the champion, defeated Paige and Naomi. And last but not least, my match of the night and one of my favorite matches of the year, Kevin Owens, fight Owens fight, defeated John Cena. Clean as a sheet, one, two, three, <laughs> pop-up powerbomb. The champ is here. Go fuck yourself, John Cena. Wow. Wow, somebody hates John Cena as much as me? <laughs> I like it. Mm. I like and, it. And if you could only see the intensity yeah. of Victor's eyes yeah. when he said that. I'm move my chair over a little bit. Yeah. Damn. And, oh, and here's, here's another reason why, why you, you should hate John Cena too, Aris. John Cena is a notorious spot caller. Like, if you turn the volume up on, on your TV, if you listen very closely, you can hear John Cena call many of the spots in his match audibly. He doesn't even try to hide it. Wow. A no, jerk. no. This yeah. is one match. This is one match that Eris watched all the way through I last did. night, right? And yeah. uh, I watched now, it from the promo all the way through sweet. to the sweet defeat. Of John <laughs> <Cena>. <laughs> that was one, one, one of the really great things that WWE does. And actually, one of the podcasts I listen to, the Attitude Era podcast, which is really good. They always talk about how you can just watch the promo and get that's it. You're like you're mm-hmm. caught right up. Yeah. And they watch. They yeah, did like, their editors do a yeah. good job with that. They stuff. did a oh, special yeah. episode for an old WCW pay per view where there were no promo videos. So them watching it, they're like, "What the hell is happening? <laughs> I don't know." Um, so the reason I wanted you to watch that one specifically is because Kevin Owens, uh, the the new guy on the block in quotation marks because he's been wrestling for 15 years on the independent scene, mm-hmm. made it to WWE. I feel like there's he he doesn't look like your prototypical wrestler. In my eyes, he kind of looks like a dad. Yeah. It's like a dad, a straight dad up dad. Bond, like my dad just got in there and did a swanton bomb. He's an athletic fatty. <laughs> He's an inspiration to me. And you, uh, <laughs> so you see all the other guys, but by one of my friends that I watch with, who I feel like he is a good barometer for America as a whole, um, what they likes and dislikes. And Describe this man. My uh, my friend Joe. Mm-hmm. He's a regular dude like myself, uh-huh. but uh, he's a big Randy Orton fan. A mm-hmm. uh, big Randy uh, Roman Reigns fan. White male between the age of fifteen to thirty five. Right about there. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, as Kevin Owens is coming out, it's my favorite theme music. He just says, I like this guy's style. I like it. So I, I know there's just something about him. If he likes him, because he loves Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, big guys uh, that do the Greek God, you know, poses and shit like that. I like Randy Orton. Yeah, he's, cool, he's a cool dude. So uh, what did you think about Kevin Owens? Because everyone's, he's the big, the big name and you haven't watched for a while and you've kind of jumped in there. What'd you think? Right. So... As I was watching the match, as it started after I like I just watched a promo, I saw him come out, saw his little intro and everything, mm-hmm. and I texted both you and Victor, and I said, I like this Kevin Owens fellow. <laughs> <laughs> Before he even started anything. Just, just... I, I hope he defeats John Cena. <laughs> you did say that, yep. I said exactly that. Yep. I like Kevin Owens. I enjoyed his style. I like that he's a athletic fatty. Mm-hmm. When he did that Swanton bomb, I was uh, shocked and surprised. I was like, how the hell did this <laughs> dude do that? Yep. He did that little thing where he was like at the top rope, then he did like a little flip onto the top rope, then he did a flip off of it. Oh, mm-hmm. he did like a little yeah. turn, yeah. then a flip the, off. The like, holy slam. crap, yes, yeah. that dude's really athletic. Yep. For mm-hmm. a big 270-some pound dude, that's yep. crazy. Yep. And he is... Uh, the NXT champion, so he's a developmental yeah. champion. Yeah. Again, he's doing it for so long, he's not really developing anymore. Yeah, no, they need to bring that guy into the fold, into yeah. the, the regular WWE roster proper. Um, my So, I liked him. Mm-hmm. I thought the match was mediocre. 
<laughs> really? What? I know that you guys thought this match is the best thing since sliced bread. It's just nice seeing something new. Now, okay, cool. I don't know and what, I usually what don't was like new about matches. it. Just seeing Kevin Owens' style. Like okay. him doing that that uh, off the top rope with the so, inverted... Pa- what the heck? He, here, here's my Super thing. slam, what the F you call it. It was yeah. like an inverted sh- shoulder breaker. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was like... Those moves were cool. Those were awesome. Yep. But that's my problem with the match, though. You got to remember, I, I I was a fan of wrestling back when all the, the guys that were doing it were more technical guys. You have your Bret Hart, your Stone Cold could work a hell of a match. Mm-hmm. And they had a flow to those matches. Like, I felt the match started fine, and then it just sort of devolved into a series of big moves. Spot fest. Hey, here you go. Big move, yeah. big move, big move, big move. That is all right, the... that's cool. By the third one, I was tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, can this just, can, can we just have, please, Kevin <laughs> Owens win? Like, one of the, uh, get it done already. The big criticism yeah. in the past few years is the, the spot fest. When you say spot fest, you mean like a big, just one big move after the other, or like some guy kicking out of like 14 finishers. That's exactly what happened. Stuff like and that. And it was yeah, like, yeah. okay, that's not impressive. But I will say, at all. I was so expecting John Cena to kick out of the second power powder puff power bomb, which is what I like Pop to call up it. Power bomb. <laughs> uh, that I was so I was like shocked when he lost. And when we say clean as a sheet, you you know that just means uh, when you lose clean in a wrestling match, there's no shenanigans behind it. Mm-hmm. Someone just gets you one, two, three. Yeah, and I, I think really you can like count that. on one hand how many times that's happened to John Cena in the past yeah. fifteen years. I don't know mm-hmm. that Kevin Owens and his little post match promo was mm-hmm. all that charismatic about it. But I liked his defiant spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's why he's such a great heel because like he doesn't he's not he's not full of bombast. He doesn't go out there and you know talk like all with with his thumping his chest all bravado like mm-hmm. like he's just he's just normal like he just he goes out there he's very arrogant very smarmy yeah, yeah. but he says it in such a matter of fact way like yeah I'm Kevin Owens I'm gonna get in the ring I'm gonna beat your ass I'm gonna go home and feed my family that's all that needs to be said. And, and, and he has a way that, like, it gets under your skin, but in a good way. I liked it. I liked him. I liked the fact that he defeated John Cena, but the match was mediocre. It devolved way too quickly into that whole, like, here's a power bomb, then an ATF, then that whatever the hell John Cena does where he hits you with the shoulders over and over, then hits yeah. you in That's the, the worst. That's the worst. I see what you're saying, but I, yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I, I disagree. I thought the match was a good showcase, especially for for Kevin Owens. I think they're they're gonna have a rematch next Sunday at the Money in the Bank pay per view. Mm. So hopefully they'll it'll be a John Cena is gonna win that. Hopefully it'll be a much more uh, yeah they, like, much more to your liking. They announced I the uh, I hope they have a better flow to the match. They, yeah, would be they nice. announced the rematch within like thirty seconds of the match ending. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. So wait, I think see, that was when I walked that's in. That's the thing about the old. You know, the old wrestlers, it, it was like they didn't have all of this stuff where it was kind of like an escalating more, you know, finishers and kickouts. Like if some when somebody did that whole thing where they kicked out of your super move, your special move, move back in the day, that shit was cray. Yeah. Holy crap, that dude kicked out of the Stone Cold Stunner. I can't believe it. <laughs> Kevin Owens kicked out of like... Five of John Cena's special oh, yeah. moves. And when he was, yeah, he was, yeah he's like, been okay, doing, this uh, is not exciting. He's been doing a regular uh, U.S. Open chat because he's a U.S. champion. He's doing a, a U.S. Open on Raw for like one guy to come out and challenge him. And usually, pretty much everyone has been kicking out of the attitude adjustment, which is his superpower finisher move. And it's yeah, it gets to a point where it's just like, oh my god, it's enough is enough. Well, yeah, I'm glad you so, like Kevin Owens. He's got I'm a good. Sorry ceiling. that I did not love the match like you it's guys right. did. It's all right. It is what it is. It was a good match. I I enjoyed. I just I'm, I, I like seeing different wrestlers. Wrestle and yeah. mesh and but John Cena. Like John Cena is just so formulaic. Formulaic. It's yeah. 
terrible. Yep. But so seeing him lose clean with no interference was fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it was fantastic. I was really happy that John Cena lost. Yeah. I hope he still remembers it. <laughs> he thinks about it. He will never I forget. Hope to, I hope it keeps him up at night. He will never forget. <laughs> So, uh, so that was one of uh, Victor's favorite matches of the year. What else? What else you got, Victor? Anything else? Any of the other big matches this year that you really loved? Um, yeah, uh, back in the in the last NXT Takeover pay per view, um, I think it was called Unstoppable, which was on May twentieth. Uh, the match of the night for me for that event was the NXT Women's Championship match between mm-hmm. the champion. I, I yeah, agree. Yeah, between the champion Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. That match was. Fire. I mean, I, I came in expecting well, a women's match. Exactly. Yep. For really? like the NXT women's division amazing. is legit. Tell it's, me about that match, Carl. I you mean, actually watched this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I literally I watched it. I watched Unstoppable before I came here, actually. And like I was highly impressed. Like the move, the move sets alone. Mm. You know the selling that they were doing. Like because Sasha Sasha Banks like. Went to town on Snoop Dogg's niece, by the way. What? Yeah. Really? yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Wikipedia for that. Um, <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Really, uh, she went to town on Becky's arm, and she sold and she sold it like, well, I'm like, yo, she, I, I was starting to believe she really like getting hurt, really hurt her yeah. arm, like, yeah. and she was the and, and the move sets that they came up with, like the whole running knee, like. The running knee, the running knee, basically that she did yeah. to the turn. I'm like, whoa! And she was forward where Elijah Burke used to do it. He would hit him in the hit his opponent in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Elijah Burke too. And um, <laughs> that's another story. But um, <laughs> yeah, and the the finishing the finisher the looks like an inverted uh, cripple cross face. Yep. So it's good. Ring, it's good ring psychology. Because yes. she's her, she's going after the arm the whole match, and yeah. it's based so off that, of her That's what that Kevin Owens match was missing. Yeah, yeah, they have so much more freedom in NXT. It's amazing. So, like we were saying earlier, what do you like about that? The match, women's like? and the NXT is just the women's divisions is just bleh. really. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Huh. Uh, small correction: uh, Sasha Banks is the cousin. Oh, whoops! Dog. My bad. Wow. Yeah. Well, Vic. What do you like about you that stat match, guy? Right? Um, Oh man, I love the I like the psychology of the match. Um, there was a very good back and forth. Um, I especially love the 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 armbar submissions that they had, which looked legitimately painful, like on some Ronda Rousey UFC type stuff. It was like, yeah. it was like I actually winced because like the way uh, Banks bent uh, Lynch's elbow back, I was like, oh man, that ugh, I wouldn't want to be the, on the receiving end of that. Um, I also like the um, the finish of the match as well. Uh, which uh, which uh, Banks won by submission, and uh, especially like the fact that uh, that both women, especially uh, Becky Lynch, received a standing ovation from the crowd mm-hmm. because yeah. you know they they gave her a respect because when they because when when the match started, people people expected a good solid match, but nobody expected like the match of the night. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the main event. No, that yeah. was that was the second to last mm-hmm. match. It was a penultimate match. Although but that they was did really have um, mm-hmm. when they did a house show in Philadelphia, I believe they had Char- Charlotte, who was Ric Flair's daughter, and mm-hmm. Sasha Banks' main event, the house show, which is a big deal for, uh, for women's wrestling. Um, like I was saying earlier, compared to the main rosters, women's and it's just it's oh, the man. weirdest thing because anytime NXT brings in a new, you know, they do a new feud for the women's wrestling. You said they weren't really sure if Becky Lynch could pull it off, but she did. No mm-hmm. problem. Sasha Banks had a great match with Charlotte. 
um, a previous NXT uh, pay-per-view, which you can watch. On, well, I keep calling it pay-per-view, but special event, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can all watch them all on the uh, the, the, um, the network. The network. Yep. <laughs> um, and before that, we had Paige and Emma, and you see that right there where Paige has been pretty good when she got brought up to the main roster, but not like the hot fire she was spitting at NXT, and the same with Emma. What's yeah. going on, Victor? What's happening here? That, I'm glad, glad you brought that up, too, because if you look at the women's divisions from the main roster and NXT, it's like night and day. Because the, the big problem I have with uh, WWE's handling of the, of the women on the main roster is that once they come up, it's like none of them have distinct characters of their own. They all play a certain variation of crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy catty, crazy catty heel. That's what women are like, right? Yeah, because it's like, oh, yeah, this, like this is all women are like. They're irrational, right? Yeah. PMS, right? Yeah, oh, oh, that's what's fair. wrong with that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's like, <laughs> it's so we're just kidding, we're just kidding. Don't email yeah. the show. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like this, it's like the Vincent, Vincent Man's rationale. So it's like when Paige came up, she had a distinct character from NXT, but then she's like... She was the anti-diva. She was like, she was the anti-diva. Like she was diametrically opposed to like the candy, candy coated, dolled up, uh, can't do more than two moves divas that were accustomed to and she was a hero he had a legit wrestler now she's just you know just another crazy catty face in the crowd albeit mm-hmm. a, the most pale-faced catty crazy face in the crowd on the main roster that's not nice <laughs> Whereas, you know and then and then where it contrasts that with nxt all the all the women on that show have distinct personalities and gimmicks of their own like sasha Banks, she's very she's like she's very you know she's very the boss she's still she's a boss she's very confident very full of herself but backs up every single word in the ring you have becky lynch who's like who's like the scrappy scrappy fighter you have charlotte charlotte flair who's like the uh, legacy kid but can back it up in the ring you also have um who else bailey who's like who's like the bubbly fangirl you know who's just happy to be there so So all all i'm hearing here is that none of these women are as awesome as miss elizabeth (laughs) (laughs) as a valet as a valet lana on the main roster is pretty popular she just turns to a a good guy she's pretty popular she's no miss elizabeth she's no miss elizabeth none of these women are as cool as lita i don't know man some of them are pretty damn good there's them are pretty you had to watch this watch this match yeah Yeah. i will i'll watch it after this podcast yeah uh, they get some like it's crazy because you watch the main roster for so long. I remember still watching the very first um, NXT special on the network where it was uh, Paige and Emma, and I was just blown away because I had not seen that since Lita, Trish Stratus. And, yeah. I, and then they had some good women's wrestlers in the time that I was not watching, but it was it was legit. It the was women's tag team match, too, was also really good with Charlotte oh, yeah. Flair and, and Bailey. It's like that. Figure oh, yeah, eight. Yeah. That figure eight, mm-hmm. like, rock impressed <laughs> the hell out of me. Yeah. Mm. Like, she just basically does, like, a little crab with a lot of stuff in a figure four. Wow. But, mm. like, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If the figure four hurts alone, just it yep. does. inverting yeah, yeah. yourself that much, that would... Yeah. I feel like you gotta check hurt. out some of this NXT content. You guys oh, seem yeah. pretty it, honest. It, it, the best part is the, 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 the show is an hour long, so it's not there in the, oh, in like the, the commercials. Um... They're specials. I think they're doing a monthly now, but they were doing quarterly, so they could let stuff develop over time. So it was really good there. But it's just it's it's really like it's a night and day it's in like, a lot of different ways. It's more or less pure wrestling. Like as I was watching it, like I got like that indie that indie mm. wrestling vibe yeah, where yes. it's like it's not a big arena. It's small, so it's like it's very intimate. intimate, very intimate yep. And it's like everybody was into it. Yeah, and everybody. 
And what's great too is that is that is that the crowd is actually enthusiastic. Very. Like, like they they have they come up with some like funny chants. Yeah. And which 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 gets you more invested in the show. Like it's there's no yeah. filler on NXT. There's nothing on nothing going on but simply good wrestling. I have to take a vacation like, down there so I can uh, so I can see that. No, the 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 best thing about honestly in my opinion, you know, the pay per views are really great, but being able to watch NXT on the network is amazing. And I don't really watch too. So the the network is an interesting thing. Um, I really think that WWE is literally on the cutting edge of the future with the network and getting all their content on there so they don't have to share with the pay-per-view. And I feel like it's tough. And I know it's had growing pains, but I feel like it's going to really grow in the next few years where people get more bandwidth and can watch that stuff. And when you realize, hey, I'm getting every pay-per-view for literally $120 or so, when I would be two pay-per-views in the old system. It's, just, it's, it's yeah. And now UFC's got their fight night and uh, some other places are coming out with their streaming devices, but it has been amazing. And if I and there's times where I'm just like, oh, man, what am I going to want? WWE Network. It's just because they always have the live programming. It's yeah. amazing. What that That's pretty cool, the fact that they have some live programming on there at all times. I didn't even know that. Like, I log yeah. into that app, and mm-hmm. it says, on now. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I just go and watch something that's, you know, pre-recorded. Yep. And you told me that they do that. They just have a cycling content. I'm going to have to go on there and actually check that out and check out some of that NXT stuff because the only re- reason that I really logged in to the WWE Network usually is to just go in and watch some old stuff. Which is pretty cool. Um, kind of back to your point, where they you they can cater to those different audiences. Where for mm-hmm. me, I like that old school stuff. I can go back and watch some old episode of Raw. Um, recently, I've been watching the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. I really mm-hmm. like the production uh, values on that. I watched the uh, Mick Foley episode the other day. <laughs> that was badass, man. Yeah. I love Mick Foley, nice. and watching that just brought me back because I forgot how freaking crazy mcfoley was oh, yeah. and watching that hell in the cell match with undertaker mm-hmm. that shit was crazy yep. in my mind i remember undertaker taking some of those bumps undertaker did nothing in that match <laughs> legit undertaker did nothing everything in that whole match that was any type of impressive was mankind getting dropped off the damn top of the cage onto the announcer's table he wasn't dropped off mankind. he was thrown off yes you're right I'm my apologies. He was thrown off. He was tossed off into an announcer's table. Mm-hmm. Got up after being taken on a stretch because they thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and went back in the ring. Got choke slammed through the cage. And then got freaking choke slammed into thumbtacks. Yeah. I was watching that and I'm like, where did Undertaker do anything? <laughs> he didn't need to. I forgot that that match was all mankind. <laughs> and that was awesome. Was. So, Monday Night Wars, I like that they have the themed episodes. I like that they kind of go over the, the history. Because that was like, the, the, the historically, like an amazing time for wrestling. It was. They had the competition mm-hmm. with WCW. Mm-hmm. They were on the cutting edge. They were being risque. They were putting out all this crazy content. They were actually creative. The wrestlers had to actually, like, try to outdo each other, one-up each other, because they knew that if they weren't doing it, people were watching the other show. Yep. I want that back. Yeah, the the competition really just isn't there. It put wrestling on another level at that time. It did. Everybody was watching wrestling back in those days. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, WWE Network, man. I really like it. I'm going to try and go on there. And check out some more of their content uh, when I get a chance. You know, I don't get a lot of uh, 
chances these days there's way too much i was video games movies tv shows mm-hmm. going out i don't know if you know i don't know if you heard i have a daughter <laughs> <laughs> so i i spend a lot of time with her i hang out with her a lot mm-hmm. she's just turned eight months yesterday yeah, i just saw that uh, uh, congratulations yeah aria yeah <laughs> she's so smart so big she's walking she's almost walking yeah. man she like yeah. stands up on her own for a few seconds she takes steps on her little like toy thing it's crazy. The doctor said, I'm screwed. You're going to have to do something to keep her entertained. And it's, uh, it's an amazing journey. So, yeah. I'm going to try and check out some more WWE Network content. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah, any, uh, any closing thoughts on the, the wrestling program, gentlemen? Um, not really. Uh, actually, I had a really good time with you guys. Uh, Looking forward to the next Thanks, time. Carl. Thanks for sharing yeah. your, your input, Victor. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Plenty, plenty of. Uh, but it's been a solid year for wrestling so far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're hurting for some, some, for some wrestling content, I do recommend three matches to, to check out as well. Let's Just, hear it. Uh, three, three of my other favorite matches of, of the year, besides Owens versus Cena and uh, Banks versus Lynch. Also, check out uh, Finn Balor versus Adrian Neville from NXT Takeover Rival from February. And also check out um, two matches from Lucha Underground. One is the uh, Grave Consequences casket match between Mil Muertes versus Phoenix. And also the Trios Championship match at Lucha Underground where the teams of Angelico, Ivelisse, and Son of Havoc versus Big Rick, The Mac, and Killshot versus King Cuerno, Cajun Texano versus The Crew. That match was Cray. Check those matches out as well. They're on, also they're on YouTube as well too, the Lucha Underground matches. Oh, nice. My uh, match of the year this year so far. It's, it was in the Royal Rumble. It was a triple threat match. John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins. You stole, my, you stole mine. Oh, yeah. I got you it in first. Yeah, I'm, Seth I'm a Rollins fan. You saw that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seth held his own. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. You put him in with Brock Lesnar. Like, how is this guy going to do when John Cena? You know, he can handle himself no problem because he can do big time stuff. But when Seth Rollins busted out that Phoenix splash. Yes. Mm. Nice little, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. He was a backflip slash. Tilt the world slash awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> that must have been refreshing. It was. Watching Brock Lesnar not suck. Lesnar <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. What Harris are you talking has a about? With Brock Lesnar. I'm not quite sure why he has a problem with Brock Lesnar, but if he does. I had to watch a John Cena versus John Cena versus Brock Lesnar match, I would probably just no contest. Uh, <laughs> don't listen. Don't watch I, last year's wrestling. I would. I would, last year's I would legit. Well, just, well, I, awesome. I would I rather like match. eat cockroaches before it I watch a match between those two. I know. Bombs. That's why I it was just sixteen yep. German suplexes. Ugh. Yep. An attitude adjustment. Mm-hmm. What? Three F fives. Yep. Maybe. And now his match. Yep. That sounds yep. terrible. Hey, that match was great. I don't give a fuck what you say. I put that match on the level of Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at WrestleMania. No, no, no. Uh Uh-uh, no. Wow. Lesnar versus Goldberg was straight wank. I agree. Wank alert, wank alert, wank alert. Yes, I was so nervous. She wasn't even going to get the wank alert in. But, yo, Lesnar versus CNS last year's SummerSlam, that was my match of the year. Would would you say that match was as good as... uh... As Hayden Christensen's acting in the Pringle Trilogy, Victor. But was it as good as Hayden Christensen's acting, Victor? Go pound sand. <laughs> pound sand. It was... I really hate you right in, now. In, in retrospect, maybe not quite as good, but close. I'm going to counter that with one of my favorite new sayings that I just picked up from a book I just finished, Cursor's Fury from the Codex Alera book. 
Mm-hmm. Teach your grandma to suck eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're looking for a good show, a live show coming up, they got the uh, Money in the Bank on Sunday Yep, uh, on the network, so I'll be watching that. Um, I don't know if we'll touch on it for, for next episode, but maybe we'll get a little, uh, get a little uh, subject drop in there. Yeah. We'll see. But... um. We got some more to talk about. We got the uh, we got the listeners' email to get to, and I know we got one. Yeah, let's do it. One big thing we had this week. I just want to mention real quick: the Fallout Four trailer dropped. Um, any uh, any any quick thoughts on that? I was real disappointed by it. Mm. I didn't see anything new, nothing exciting. Uh, didn't even look that good. As I said uh, earlier in the podcast, I was uh, playing uh, The Witcher Three quite a bit. And The Witcher 3 makes that game look like a PS2 game. <laughs> I worked two jobs, so I didn't get a chance. <laughs> Don't worry. Victor, what you got? Carl uh, works like a Jamaican. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, the trailer was nothing to write home about, but color me intrigued. You know, I love Fallout 3, and I'm looking forward to Fallout 4. I just want to see Boston, because that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like the best thing about that yeah. whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested in that. I want to see a post-apocalyptic Boston. Yep, that would be cool. Not in real life. Will they still uh, keep the accents though? I hope, <laughs> that should be interesting. The way I they hope do Tom that. Brady's still alive. Be <laughs> <laughs> one of the ghouls. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> I see your face, Carl. Yeah. I wouldn't. I see your face, yep. you tortured cowboy fan. You terrified <laughs> patriot hater since 1992. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We can't. Can't have Tom Brady be like a ghoul, cause then no. I'm just gonna let him eat me alive. <laughs> <laughs> I could never shoot Tom Brady, real or imagined. Listen, Tom, I could. Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady is in one of the vaults. Yep. With his beautiful wife Giselle mm-hmm. and yeah. his wonderful children. Yep. And they're surviving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're perfectly fine. I'll just play a game where you just go and listen to Tom Brady tell stories about his everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, play, I'll, I'll pay 60, 60 bucks for that. Triple forty nine. Yeah. I would I would pay it's to good hear game. Tom Brady talk about that. It's a good game. <sighs> I love you, Tom Brady. Let's <laughs> oh, move on to the emails. All right. All right. So okay. So we got some good ones here, guys. Um, <laughs> this is a long one, but we're gonna we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through them all. We got right. a couple here. So we got uh, the subject line: deep thoughts. And this is uh, from the first episode we recorded. We couldn't get to it last week. Uh, I'm running short on time. But you know what? We're going. We're going all the way this week. So we got a hello, friends, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I've literally listened to every podcast you have. Big fan. Wow. Who's, who's this again? <laughs> this is John. John who? John, our football captain, our flag football oh, captain. Oh, yeah. Hey, what yeah. up, John? Shout out, John. What's yeah. up? Now, uh... <laughs> you got to tell, you gotta tell us who, who sent this email. Well, I, you... I don't know, if, they, if they sign it, he's, he's <laughs> he signed it, love your flag football captain, America, in parentheses, John. Oh, if they don't cool. sign it, I'll leave. I'll leave the name off because you don't know if someone wants John, to. John. Be... John is a military veteran. Thank yes. you for your service, John. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you for salute. your. Thank you for your uh, flag football captainness too. That's yeah. really amazing. Right. He was very happy with our flag football talk. He's like, next time I won't show up. <laughs> and I said, No, you're. We need you. We need you. Listen, I yep. think he should be happy to know that if he wasn't there, mm-hmm. we can handle things. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll hold, yeah, we're holding up the four. Right. Holding up the four. So uh, here we go. I got, so I have some thoughts on your show, on, on the show, your topics, etc. First off, love the Mad Max talk. Totes agree with Eris on the first Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Mel Gibson driving around Australia in his car. He had some <laughs> blonde dude BFF who gets burned and shit, so he avenges him. <laughs> I want to rewatch on acid. <laughs> Probably be a real trippy experience, <laughs> yep. man. The second Mad Max. I'm, oh, totally oh. down for that, John. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, just, oh, 
Email the show again, but we won't read that one. <laughs> the second Mad Max, The Road Warrior, is the classic Mad Max that Fury Road emulates. Assless chaps, sex de- despots, <laughs> riding cool vehicles, and Max wrecking shit. The third Max is what is what maybe my fa- is maybe my favorite because of how fucking weird it is. Yeah, the first down. half is basically the first town in Fallout Three, Megatron. Uh, yeah. Um, Megaton. Megaton, excuse me, yeah. with a fighting pit in the middle. Max is there. Can't remember why. <laughs> Tina Turner, Tina Turner's auntie entity, mm-hmm. although no one calls her that the entire movie, mm-hmm. and Max fights the 1985 version of Bran and Hodor, Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> he then becomes Peter Pan and moves out with some pseudo lost boys, battles Tina Turner convoy of co- cars, and helps some Australian Wright brother dude fly a plane. Man, those were weird movies. Yeah, what is what is going on? Uh, I still have to sit down and watch those. Carl, have you watched Mad Maxes? I have. I probably when I was much younger, and I just. Forgot. You have a lot of homework. You have a lot of homework when we do wrestling part two. Uh, he has a, a good Who Runs Barter Town video, which we're going to post on the uh, the Facebook for a too long didn't read. Um, he had some talk on the Star Wars. I also discussed uh, discussed Kip Duran uh, with the host in person. That's me, as he was omitted from the Star Wars Expanded Universe discussion. If you don't know who he was, he was the original Luke Skywalker apprentice, full of teen angst. Well, I was a spice mind slave on Kessel, etc. Steals the Sun Crusher. Wrecks shit. John really likes wrecking shit, I guess. Unknowingly kills his wrecking own brother. Wrecking shit's awesome. <laughs> a, kills his brother, Zeth, a stormtrooper. Not his choice. Atones for his sins. No jail time, LOL. Became one of the new Jedi Order Jedi Order's most powerful masters. Success story, really. He only literally murders thousands of people. No big deal. Wait, back up. What the hell is a sun crusher? It was a super ship uh, super that uh, just flew through uh, Star Destroyers, and he re- did wreck shit. It was wow. like super powerful. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember the name of the book, but he uh, he was a really cool uh, character. And he was all the way through. Like, just, he was with um, uh, the guy we mentioned in the, that first episode. The, oh. the, the Jedi Order. Not Jedi Order. Um, the Dark Forces. Mm-hmm. Dark Forces. So, mm-hmm. it was a good time. Fun and, fact. Yeah. And Eris, you're so, going to like this part. It's the name of my new rock band. <laughs> Sun Crusher. Also, I agree 100% that Superman is the worst, most boring superhero ever. Oh, thank you. But I think you missed the true root of why. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Although you did discuss elements of why. Batman, Daredevil. Why are we drawn to these guys? Because they're human. They have everything to lose. They get beaten. They cough up blood. They get the sniffles. If they eat Taco Bell, they get diarrhea. Superman, does he even shit? <laughs> I don't remember that one. That's a good question, actually. Honest question, which you should discuss. What sort of toilet could sustain his mighty Kryptonian dump? That's the thing, isn't it? He's so special. Oh, hey, Flash, you're fast? Oh, hey, me too. I'm so fast. Let's fly now. Oh, you can't fly? I can. And I'm super strong, and I can see through shit, and I can literally shoot fucking lasers from my eyes. I'm an invincible save one rare element that can only only one bald rich man can get. <laughs> he has literally nothing to fear. It's pretty easy to fight crime when you know the criminals literally stand no chance. When you <laughs> when you see ants on fire in the background with a magnifying glass, you know those little shits have no shot. You take joy in their tiny screams and they burst into flames, but there's always the counter-argument. That's the point. He could be evil if he wanted to be. I always respond with that if he did, Batman would show up and fucking kill him. <laughs> Tell me. Do nope. you bleed? You will. No, Carl, you is this why you're not a, will. Is this why you're not a DC guy? Because of the Superman? Um, I don't know. It just felt like it was just boring. Yeah. Just, yep. Yeah. Superman is boring. Yep. Yeah. And uh, one last paragraph here. Why does Lois Lane got him so whooped? Because she got she's... got that bomb bomb, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> last thing. Kevin Costner in the new movie. What a fucking moron. Oh, no, Clark. You should have just let the bus full of children d- drown, Clark. Huh? 
Fast forward. No, Clark, stay under the bridge. I'm going to run into this burning tornado. Oh, idiot. I was glad he died. <laughs> <laughs> and the very last one, P.S. Goku versus Superman versus a Jedi Master. Assume all are at peak strength. Super Saiyan 3. Not that Super Saiyan shit 4. <laughs> Not 4 shit. <laughs> Post-death Super Superman. Most powerful Jedi in history. I really don't feel like the Jedi would do much because you could just blow, wow. you know, just like get a high and just shoot him down. I don't know if the Jedi could really do much in that Superman fight. Superman is susceptible to magic. Is the Jedi mind trick technically magic? But he has a strong will. That's Superman's other weakness, FYI. But he's a strong It's will. literally magic, <laughs> creatures of fantasy. Yep. Or kryptonite. Hmm. Superman sucks. Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> I, in that fight, yeah, like, I choose Super Saiyan 3. I'm gonna probably go with the Super Saiyan on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Victor, who you got? No, I got I got a rep it hard for my Jedi Knights. <laughs> Super <laughs> Saiyan, I'm loyal to Dragon Ball. Yep, yep. Can't wait for that new show. Fun yeah. fact: Mister Mixx Pitalik can kick Superman's ass. True story. Who that? It's a little gnome dude. He's magic. He can use oh. magic on Superman. Oh, really? So he kick his ass. Oh, nice. I'll True story. One. Oh goodness. <laughs> Buy anything. Superman the animated series, bro. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what. The only way you can defeat him is by Super- making him say his own name. It's the only Superman I like. And his name is Mr. Mixx Pillick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just died. So we got the next one here, Star Wars Original and Prequel Trilogies. Hey, Primers. I listened to episode one and enjoyed the Star Wars discussion. You all seem to share the same idea that Lucas' design of the prequel trilogy was inconsistent with the original trilogy and that the prequel should have looked retro in comparison. I must disagree. <gasps> Why? There are two quotes from each trilogy that tie together nicely. The first quote is from Revenge of the Sith. As Palpatine is exalted from Chancellor to Palpatine, Padme says, This is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. This is the point where the Republic forfeits the cultural freedom and fear of the Trade Federation threat. The once culturally-rich Republic becomes a flat and grayscaled empire. The second quote was from A New Hope, when Obi-Wan tells Luke before the dark times, before the Empire. The design of the original trilogy is based on the Imperial oppression of the galaxy. The stormtroopers are all white and faceless. The Imperial officers wear gray uniforms and are all white humans. This is contrasted by the Rebel Alliance armed flight suits uh, piloting dilapidated chips. The war between the Empire and Rebels takes its toll. You can't have your beautiful Kramach-type Nubian yacht and eat it too. Best, Dave. Thoughts? Dave who? No last name. Oh, okay. I'll let you take that one, man. <laughs> you're, 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 you two are the big I think Victor's really good. But what do you think, Victor? The movie, the cinema, the scale? What do you think? Uh, okay, I see what he's saying, but I, I I would agree if if the original trilogy actually didn't look so fake and plasticky, mm-hmm. like because uh, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. If you look at the OT and the PT, yep. Uh, with the prequel trilogy, if if Lucas had opted to use way more practical sets and effects, then I could kind of maybe get on board with the with the prequels looking a little differently, more pristine and more polished. But the fact that they were all done on blue screen and green screen and looked so fake to begin mm-hmm. with. I can't really co-sign what he says. Maybe if he did a transition between the three original trilogy movies, like you can see it getting darker and darker. Mm-hmm. But in the Revenge of the Sith, um, all of a sudden he's Darth Vader. And all of a sudden they're on a Death, a Death, you know, a Death. Ah, excuse me, uh, Destroyer, Star, Star Destroyer, Destroyer, and everyone's bleak and dark, and they're all British again. Like all of a sudden, just the next scene, when the very last scene when they're walking with Tarkin. Oh yeah. Like it happened so fast. There was no transition. I feel. Mm-hmm. Carl, you a big Star Wars guy? I remember, I did watch him, but I just like I gotta watch him all over again. You're lucky. You're such a good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the email, Dave. That was a yeah, just, the, the consistency just to me just it, it didn't hold up. Yep. Yeah, and and, pl- and plus, real quick, the appeal of the original trilogy was that the the universe looked lived in mm-hmm. and used. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Oh, yeah. It was a good time. It's tough when you're doing a movie thirty years later, but. 
in, when you're filming it, but then before it's earlier. Yeah, it's just, it's it's yeah. not tough. It's well researched, well written though, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the email. Um, so we got a listener question. Uh, I have not listened to it. Well, I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. What? 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 Victor, this is your friend Victor. You tell him what's up. I was actually going to email you and ask if you guys were going to talk about video games, specifically Destiny. Been playing a lot of it and have some strong opinions. So interested in other opinions about it. Great game, but some big flaws. Anyway, good stuff. Thanks. Um, don't have a name here, but thank you. Huh. I don't hmm. know. Interesting. Destiny. Um, Destiny, I've played quite a bit of Destiny. Mm-hmm. It is a deeply flawed game. Ooh. It's a good game. So the problem with Destiny is that the minute-to-minute shooter gameplay, this is made by the guys who made Halo, mm-hmm. so the actual shooter gameplay, the mechanics are really good, and they have a grand vision. It's very ambitious. Um, they tried. It's basically supposed to be this big MMO shooter, um, but they didn't give the game enough character, enough life, and enough variety to really make it worth your while. Uh, it got very repetitious very quickly, uh, more so than like normal MMOs do. So it, it kind of struggled to keep my attention. I got very high level, um, but quit right before uh, being able to do the raid content. Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever that was, um, please email back. Let me know if you've done the raids and uh, let me know what you thought. Yeah, send us your gamer tag. Maybe we'll play a little bit. Um, I have I had Destiny. I barely played any of it to be honest. I played a couple hours. I bought it like with my Xbox uh, One because I got that free game. That was a big promotion. Played a little bit. Uh, some of my friends were way higher level than I was, so I couldn't really play with them. And I was playing by myself. That's definitely a multiplayer game. And that the thing about that game that's interesting is the voiceover for Peter Dinklage. You can definitely see the difference between. A really good actor and a really good voice actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because his voice is recognizable, but it's just he sort him. of phoned it home. Yeah, he had to do like a lot of post processing to make yep. it sound more like robotic because yep. he just sounded robotic. Yeah. Like, I was in the beta for that game. Ooh. I was in the alpha for that game Whoa! actually, and uh, they did no post processing on it. So it was just Peter Dinklage yeah. and. His performance got blasted so hard. And I love Peter Dinklage. On the internet that, like, Bungie had to go back and they specifically put out a a, a statement saying, yeah, we're going to fix Peter Dinklage's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So they did a better job. They, like, recut some of the dialogue and the lines and stuff like that to make it sound better. And uh, I know who that was, by the way. I just looked at your screen, saw the email. That was Kevin Dugan. It's my boy Kevin Dugan. Oh, nice. You're going to meet him soon. He's, uh, he's the captain for our 48-hour film festival. Oh, that's yeah, a very cool guy. Yeah. Nice, what up, nice. Kevin? Thanks for the email, Kev. Did you go by Kev? Yeah, I, call, I call him Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works. Uh, Victor, did you play Destiny? I uh, haven't played it. Um, I, I've, I've looked, I remember before the game came out, I saw, saw a bunch of like you know preview footage. Mm-hmm. Just didn't pique my interest. Yeah. Carl? Uh, I work two jobs. <laughs> 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 We're going to come up with an episode about jobs. <laughs> Carl's going to come back. He's going to tell us all about it. Oh, oh, yeah. no. Hey, hey, uh, sip of water for the working man. Mm-hmm. All day. <laughs> that one's for you. So I got one uh, here. Uh, I see someone uh, leaning. <laughs> episode three. Loved all the video game coverage. I am also playing Bloodborne and loving it. Yeah. The gloomy setting, yeah, blood death around every corner as you face the plagued ghouls, monsters, demons, and eventually you confront a huge boss is fantastic. Yeah. It would be the same feeling Victor gets on a date. <laughs> 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 
That is from Furman. <laughs> Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Wow. Okay, Furman. First of all, I don't know what you I, I don't know what you mean. I really don't understand what you're talking about. Um, but yes, I agree. I agree that Bloodborne is a hell of a game. I, I do love the gloomy, dark Victorian fantasy setting. Um, I do hope for a sequel. Um, since since you're a Bloodborne fan, um, there's actually going to be an expansion coming out later this year. So I'm definitely going to check for that. But um, yeah, I don't get your joke. I don't know why everybody laughed, but we'll just leave that as it is. I only laughed because I said. I'm not gonna read. I'm not gonna let you guys pre-screen these emails because of things like that. That's fantastic. No, man, we need that on the podcast. That yeah. was, yeah. you know what? Wow. <laughs> it's a, you feel really good. That's all he's saying. You felt great. You felt great. That's all he's saying. Hey, he wrote back. The topic of diversity in main characters on AAA video games is very interesting. It's clear to see that there's a lack of black, Hispanic, or Latin characters for leading roles. But what about Asian? I can think of some, but would like to hear you guys talk on this. Thanks, Furman. Hmm. Asians? Um, Besides the popular Japanese Shenmue, I can't really think of it. Chun Li considered? (laughs) Be considered a main character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, Um, yeah, I can say that. The Onimusha games? Yeah. There you go. I remember playing the first one. That was. Onimusha, I, I, yeah, I've played all of those except for the PS2 one, I want to say. Those are really, well, I know, they They're were all in the, PS, the PS3 one, sorry. Yeah. There was a PS3 one that I did not play. Mm. Um, yeah, Onimusha was awesome. Yeah. A lot of those were were pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, need, I, I need to remember what the main character's name in the first one was. Uh, Samanosuke. Samanosuke! Yeah! yeah. Yes. But I think we could I say... I remember Samanosuke. <laughs> I think we could say, uh, just, yeah... Um, I'm trying to think of even like the Final Fantasy games because they're made. You know, that's you know the Japanese. No, no, I'm saying they're in fantasy saying, world because man. the Japanese make so many games. You would think that they'd have tons. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of Sony uh, kind of stuff that they come out with, but that's no, it. it we, we're definitely going to delve more into that. We actually have another. It's mostly white dudes, man. Yeah, it really is. Really, is. we're going to have to get some numbers on those. We really are going to. It was a really numbers. interesting article that just came. Oh out yeah, on we're going to get on actually. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, I'll we, link that on the Facebook before you get. We'll talk about that. Sorry, one I, of these I future, tweeted it out. No, I'm saying one of these future emails. We're, we're going to Codex Primecast. <laughs> this one's my favorite email of the bunch. Subject line: Kung Hu. Oh yeah. Kung Pao is the shit. What? What the fuck are Harrison Vic talking about? <laughs> who the hell was that? I don't know. They didn't sign their name. I know who it is. Who is this? I know who it is. Oh, oh, yeah. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> What up, Will? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Kung Pao is awful. Your fucking taste. Oh, oh man. Your taste in movies is like your taste in rat. Ratchet. <laughs> I uh, second that. Uh, I second that with your taste in rat. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Pao's an amazing Wait, you movie. mean to tell me you like Kung Pao? Uh, did I? No. I... You work two jobs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Pao is amazing. All right. Maybe terrible. We got another email here. <clears throat> yes. All right. Question. Excuse me. I don't think they did. Okay. Yes. This is Liza. Oh, okay. I sure. have a question. Liza. Are you offering Codex Perk cards at this time? I'm talking things like listen to two podcasts, get the third free, or give three five-star ratings, and I would receive a guest sp- star spot for an upcoming episode? Please advise. All right. First of all, Liza, we can't tell you our secrets about how we get our ratings and how they're so awesome. Okay. We're not going to give you nothing for a rating. We, right. we have honor. Right. I'm not gonna do that. Uh-huh. So this is someone that we work with. Yeah. And uh she took a she took a long time for her to get us a Dunkin' Donuts perks card. So that's why she's asking about the perks card. Oh. I'm pretty sure she worked for Dunkin' trying to sell that shit right. to us. She gets uh 
she 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 gets commission from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yes, Mr. Dunkin' Donuts himself <laughs> gives her commission. Uh, no, Eliza, I have good news for you. We're already buy three get one free on the podcast. Yeah, because we love the audience and we give them what they want for free. Also, you'll never be on the podcast. Sorry. Ever. Ever. <laughs> you could give us a thousand five star reviews. Funny thing is, we are actually doing Codex perk cards, except. You're not getting any. <laughs> They're for everyone else in the universe. I would give one to... I already gave one to Matt. I don't know, right. I don't know if you knew that. He oh didn't boy. tell you that? No. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's going to start a fight. Wow. Oh, Trouble in Paradise. Next email. <laughs> <clears throat> Gentlemen. This person asked to be left anonymous. Gentlemen, if you're going to talk about a heavy topic like race and gaming, you should bring in some research and statistics rather than just anecdotal evidence. What percentage of the country is a minority? What percentage of gamers are minority? What percentage of lead characters are minorities? Sincerely, Victor's biggest fan, Hayden Christensen. <laughs> First off, Mr. Anonymous, mm-hmm. we did not talk about racing gaming. Sorry, I don't like racing games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, the, but there was a really good polygon. Okay, I have some stats for you. Okay. The percentage of the population that's a minority? A lot. I'm pretty sure less than a lot of us less play video games. Less than 50%, right? I think that, you know what? You should have told me about this email so I could have gotten some actual stats for this dude. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the the, uh, the article that you posted on the Twitter. That, th- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Victor. Well, uh, it's it's a subject that I would like to, you know, get get back into in a future episode. So maybe, you know, I'll, I'll come I'll call through with uh, more research and uh, get that to you. Yeah. But I agree. You know, it's definitely it definitely bears more... Thought and scrutiny. Listen, Hayden Christensen, you haven't seen Victor's notes. This guy is thorough. <laughs> he's very thorough, and he's going to come back strong, and he's going to come back hard, and he's going to murder Furman, and then he's going to come for you. <laughs> hey, Furman. Hey, Furman. You want to come check out my basement? Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, man, you got That is the last part uh, That polygon. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please. Um, Actually, well, no, it came out the same day as our uh, podcast. We are convinced. We are convinced that there is someone higher in the you know the video game journalism that is listening to our show. Right, because Victor talked about that on a Tuesday, and then on a Victor. What the? I'm sorry. Fuck? Excuse me. Aris talked about that on a Tuesday. Quit giving Victor the credit. <laughs> I did that at work too, didn't I? And then the next day was it? The next day? The next day. Same day. Same and day. Never released. So we recorded. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The day before, yep. we released the podcast, yep. and interestingly enough, yep. that article comes out the next day. Jeez. Then the same week, another article comes out. <laughs> we literally made it a hot topic, Yeah, but we get no credit for it. No credit. That's all it is. Anyway, uh, Tariq Musa yep. uh, on Polygon.com wrote a uh, really, really uh, well-written uh, article. Uh, it is titled, Colorblind. On Witcher 3, Rust, and Gaming's Race Problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, please go on there, read that. It is uh, intelligently written uh, and uh, very well articulated. It basically goes into uh, a fact that you, you we sort of joked about it, mm-hmm. um, The Witcher 3, uh, but I did not know that, in fact, there were zero humans of color in that game. It's pretty wild. Everyone is white. If you are a human... You are white. There's other races. There's elves. Mm-hmm. There are dwarves. And there are beasts and things like that. But if you are human, you're white. Straight up white. Straight All up man. white. 
Always. Hmm. Interestingly enough. So, uh, Mr. Musa goes into uh, greater detail about uh, that game in particular. Uh, Rust, which uh, did a very interesting thing where in that game you create a uh, character and uh, you cannot choose the race of your character. It is randomly selected for you. But what the, the, the beta was... The and the gamers the lost their shit. They could not handle the fact that they were forced to play a non-white guy if they were white. So weird. Which I find infinitely interesting because <laughs> minorities are forced to play white guys all the time. Yep. Exactly. But it's not a problem for when when it's uh, done to us. Yeah. And uh, it, just go on and check out that that article. I'll link it on the Facebook. Yep. I already tweeted it out. So uh, follow us at Codex Prime Pass, Codex Prime Cast. Uh, like the Facebook, send us another email after you've checked out that article, and we can discuss further. I, I yeah. really, 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 uh, really enjoyed that. And we're gonna get uh, definitely. Uh, uh, well, you know how the, the shows used to have that very special episode about bullying and stuff. We're gonna have a very special episode about minorities in gaming. I like yeah. that. It's gonna be a good one. We're it's gonna, gonna have good. super inspirational music. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like an after-school special. All but uh, you have to do is bully. <laughs> 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 like Eric uh, like said, you can get us on uh, Facebook.com uh, slash Codex Prime, uh, Twitter.com slash Codex Prime Cast, or email the show. We're going to read them all, Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thoughts, questions, concerns, anything uh, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, grab the show on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Prime. My app of choice, because they have the podcast app on the iPhone, is uh, Downcast. Yeah, really I turned you on to that. Yeah, you did. 99 cents. Awesome. Best purchase I've ever made. Right. 99 cents. Just yeah. don't buy that candy bar for the day. Hours of entertainment. Yep. Any, uh, uh, I just want to say thanks, Carl, for being on the show. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was a great time. It was I'm nice glad, hearing all your stories. Glad to be on here. Any, uh, any closing, th- uh, closing thoughts? Um... I'm just looking forward to the next one. Um, you guys can uh, follow me on uh, Facebook, Carl Bird, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, SoundCloud, at MrBird1027. Uh, available for bookings for your events. Uh, you can um, email me, uh, Mr. Bird. Wait, book Mr. Bird at 1027 at gmail.com. Um, that's it. Well, we have our big Codex Prime podcast like coming out party for everyone. You're going to be our boy. You're going to be up there. It's I got you. Yeah, I got you. Hey, Carl. Arya's about to turn one. You know how those we might have are. to talk about that. <laughs> hey, you, you just know. send all the info. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll. I've seen uh, you get DJ some Dominican parties. You can throw down. I like it. You're doing a good job, Carl. <laughs> Gonna be good, uh, Victor. What you got? Anything? Uh, anything? Uh, closing thoughts? Uh, yeah. Once again, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to Carl for uh, guesting, guest hosting with us. Um, you can also uh, find me on the Twitters at, at Victor Omoyo. That's O-M-O-A-Y-O. And you can also catch me on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash V-O-Moyo. And you can see me at your local library, too. So <laughs> yes, Don't worry. We're going to have that segment on the show next week. Do not worry. so much. And we'll have some more, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll have some more, um, Flag football news for you guys next week, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Aris, any uh, anything uh, you want to get out there? Say to our listeners. I've been putting out some thoughts from the from the uh, show's Twitter account, mm-hmm. and uh, just putting out some good stuff out there. Like I said, I uh, tweeted the the link out to that article. I put out some thoughts on the uh, Fallout Four trailer. So yep. sometimes you'll catch me on there. You'll Sweet. never know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Could be any one of us. Could be any of any one of us. 
Well, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, Carl, you're welcome back anytime. We're definitely going to get back. The best thing about wrestling is it's going to keep going on. It's never going to stop. There's always going to be 10 episodes between now and the next show of hundreds, tons of different promotions. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll uh, catch you next week. Later, nerds. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Peace.